This show may contain naughty language and explicit content. You have been warned. Welcome to Facehammer, an Age of Sigmar podcast. Bringing you product reviews, news from the UK tournament scene, as well as some pro hobby tips. So stay tuned and get ready for some hammer to your face. Welcome to Facehammer, episode 51. It's me, Russ the Face, and I am joined by Les and Terry. How are you guys going? Yep. Yeah, I guess. Cool. Um, so it's been a while since we recorded. Um, yeah. So the last show we did was with the Age of Sig Bra Boys. Um, but we thought it'd be a good opportunity to record tonight as we've got the brand spanking new Daughters of Cain book. So yeah. we thought we would super go straight excited. into that. Super excited. Um, I'm sure that Twitter has been awash with um, everyone getting pumped for the first elf release in Age of Sigmar. Yeah, it is, isn't it? It's the first yeah. elves. Uh, I've missed Weaver and Tenable. I was going to say, you've got those two, haven't you? Yeah. Silver Tower, but... Do they count? I suppose they do count. Well, they're elves, aren't they? No. Yeah. yeah. That's not really a, it's not a whole battle tome, though, is it? No, no, no. not. not, not so battle. an elf battle tome. First yeah. elf battle tome. There you go. So, I'm just to get cool. it right. Um, Yeah, so we're going to basically in this show talk about the Daughters of Cain book, go through the stats, artifacts, all the rest of it like we normally do. Um, But before we get into that, I just wanted to just chat a little bit about what you guys have been up to in the hobby. Um, So what have you been up to, Terry? Painting, painting, uh, a bit more painting. Great, good story. So, right, what about you? Yeah. <laughs> <Sorry>. <laughs> if you want to be a little bit more specific, that'd be great. But, uh... So I've been bashing away with the uh, with the painting channel and stuff that I've been working on, um, making the videos, working on my Golden Demon project. Um, yeah, just I've not I've not really been in the AOS like mood, not to play games or anything really. I mean, Heat One was my last event. And since that, I've just wanted to paint. I've not really had the drive to play much at all. Um, so I'm I'm pretty much all in on the on the paint train at the moment, and just you know waiting to see what's coming. I'm definitely going to paint up a Morafi after seeing the uh, all the picks go up. So that's got me uh, excited for the hobby, but probably not as an army because I don't want to have to paint you know 200 witch elves or whatever it is. 90, <laughs> 90, 90, no. 90 witch elves. That's what you need. No. No, can't be doing that. No. I'll just paint her and be like, yeah, there we go. I've done her. That's fine. I'm, I'm looking forward to seeing what, like, you know, when we get to see some really high-end paint jobs. I'm not saying that the heavy metal one isn't, but, you know, what some, like, some people like your, you know, your Ben Comets or, um, you know, your, uh, I don't think Sprocket will probably do it, but, you know, some some cool Marafi models out there. I don't know. He it's might do, because he did a lot of style. Dark Elder, didn't he? And he did those guys with the wing membranes yeah. with the tattoos on them. He might... Yeah, he might have something, yeah. And those wings are nice definitely, um, definitely uh, begging for some sprocket some style stippling. stippling yeah. I reckon. So uh, on on the subject of him, have you seen his horticulus he's working on? Yeah, I've no. seen bits of it. Yeah. Oh my god, it's so good! <laughs> it's amazing. I just want to know when he's going to stop painting Nurgle. Come on, come on, Dave, do something different. No, yeah, I'm but kidding. he's he's like <laughs> the best Nurgle painter. What it? Alive, 
in the world, you know, why not? <laughs> I mean, hopefully he's got that at the AOS Open Day because that'll be a that'll be a treat to see that. Yeah, it'd be cool. Yeah, as long as it doesn't go in the monster category. Because we're going up to that, aren't we? Yeah, and uh, I'm gonna play some Shade Spire. I'm looking forward to yep. that. Um, I played three practice games of Les, and then I'm playing in the Shade Spire tournament. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Yeah, yeah, I'm looking forward to it. You can I, teach me in the car on the way I've up. Ba- I've barely played it, to be fair. So it's, uh, I mean, I've had like a game against Liam, just a couple intro games and practice games I've done, and I've played a couple guys in my gaming group, but it's not like I've played, I've played much, to be honest. Um, yeah. But yeah, so that's maybe a little bit of a good segue into what I've been doing. Then, if you're are you done, you're doing anything else, or is it just? Oh, well, I'm painting the um, the Skaven as well mm. for the. Uh... The, the war band for the um, spike claws swarm spike claws they're they're amazing models they are great aren't they and they they look like chocolate when you're building them as well because the sprue colors like dairy milk yeah <laughs> yeah don't eat them uh, disclaimer no um i've i've started painting mine but i'm only doing a basic job because i normally buy two of every war band anyway um so i've i'm gonna do a basic job on these just to get them on the table and then i'm uh i'm quite looking forward to once i've got my age of sigmar army done i can just when I want to paint, I could just take a Shades by a model and paint it and just try and do yeah. some nice versions of them because I, I, I've been a bit slack with it all, to be honest. I haven't done a lot of painting, but, um, yeah, it'd be nice to do some of that. Um, but I've been working on mine. I've got the some base colours down on them, basically, but I sprayed them like um, Mournfang Brown and dusted them with Andrew Dust and then just put some base colours on. And then I watched the Duncan video and I was like, oh, Maybe I'll re-undercoat them, and I just don't know. Just stop overthinking it. Just, just get on with it. <laughs> stop, yeah, stop yeah. worrying about it too much. Um, I ain't got time to worry about it. Um, and I've been rebasing my Nurgle. Um, getting ready for Adepticon. So looking forward to that. I've Wee, currently Adepticon. got um three feculent Narmors um that I need to paint. They've been undercoated with different coloured sprays. Uh, I've done the coloured sprays on my great and clean one. Um, I know I've got my five blight kings, so I've got to paint all that by Adepticon. Um, well, we're going on what the twentieth, so you've got a month, just basically, under a, yeah. just under a month. Yeah, yeah, work's been pretty mental, so I've had to like give up some of my weekends. I've been away for business a bit, and you know, it's um, yeah, my free time's kind of eroded. I'm hoping that um, I've been working this weekend. Actually, I've got work tomorrow. Uh, I'm hoping that I can uh, take some days off next week in Lou, so I can actually just sit and do some hobby days. I'm going to get distracted yeah. by the missus as well because she'll be at work. So I'm going to get on with it. So that'd be yeah. good stuff. Good stuff. How about you, Les? You been doing anything? No. <laughs> <laughs> I knew the answer to that question before I asked. So uh, yeah, just for, for <laughs> once, for once, Les, for once, you're not the hobby machine. So what happened? The slacker. I've just not done anything. Um, I was like a little bit sort of like behind the curtain. I've been super pumped for Daughters of Cain for a really, really long time. Um, and I built um, built 90. Well, I didn't build 90. I built 70 witch elves. Um, and I, I painted 30 of them. And then it broke me. So that's I've your been, that's your army, is it? Thirty witch elves, and you're done. Yeah, it's I, I basically I've tried to paint them to a quite high standard, um, like aligned to not quite the same level as my Stormcast, but a little bit better than my, uh, but better than my Silverneth. Um, and they're, they're they're such 
they've got so many like steps to them so many detailed sort of like parts to it that like I've, I've managed to get those done and then i've just not really sort of like got back into the hobby mode yeah i know what you mean i mean i i keep saying like all these really really good models and going i want to paint that model i want to paint that model i just don't have time yeah like luckily for me i've got the time at the moment because i'm doing the the painting stuff on the side so i've been able to paint loads of 40k stuff as well which has been nice um i've got a death guard army that i'm gonna work on so i've got um i bought the easy to build uh, what it's called but it's like the little walker thing um for the death guard um and that's really cool uh i I just love i love it and easy to be played i think it's a myphitic blight hauler is that what it's called that's what oh, the yeah, website the little, says. The little yeah. plow thing, whatever it is. <laughs> and I bought the easy-to-build Plague Marines, and I was like, with the Dark Imperium set, that's a left little force. And I've got three guys with the scythes, um, yeah. the Mortarians Guard, whatever they're called, Death Shrouds, are they? And then yeah. I was like, well, I could then even use my uh, Plague Bearers and stuff from Edge Sigma, and we're great and clean one in 40k, so I've got a little Nurgle force. Um, just if I ever wanted to play it, because you know it's not like it's going to be a main game for me. But I know that a few of the people for do like a gaming weekend or so, it'd be nice to actually play something different, and just have a bit of fun. Yeah, it's a lot of cool stuff out there. Not really enough time to do it. I mean, even like the Malign Portents uh, Harbinger model guys come out, didn't they? So you had like the Ordinator and the Fungus Shaman and the Dark Oath Queen and the my particular favourite, the Night yeah. Haunt, Night of Shrouds. See, um, I, I picked up a couple of them as well to do painting videos on those as well. I think they can be uh, good okay. ones. Yeah. Yeah, and um, Malign Portents has come out along with those, along with the Warscry Citadel, which I'm stupidly excited about because I always wanted one and I never got around to buying one. And now it's like, ooh, it, I can it get is it just the same kit as before. Yeah, it's not yeah. not changed. Yeah. Yeah, same, same thing. But it'd be quite nice to actually have it. Um, yeah. So. I've got yeah. mine, just never painted it. <laughs> I built it, based well, it, got got it ready, and then just went. That's too big. I can't be bothered. <laughs> never, never painted it is like the story of my life, really. Um, yeah, bought it, never painted it. Yeah, open the box, put it on the shelf, or no, just uh, take the wrapper off, put yeah. it in the cupboard. Uh, that's that's just how I roll, really. <laughs> um, there's also a. Uh, Two new start collecting boxes come out, didn't they? There was the Quadrant Overlord and the Stormcast Vanguard ones. Yeah, yeah, yeah something that's pretty cool. I like um, the Vanguard. I think the Vanguard one's really, really like you know, if you were like wanted to do a Vanguard force, it's like a good start. Yeah, yeah, it's cool. Um, but you got the terrain as well. The um, what's it called? As as your right. Walls, things, ruins. Oh yeah, the thing that's just been announced on—it's on the Warhammer community page. Yeah, um, it's not out. Well, is that, I don't think. No, it's no. not out yet, but it's but, cool. Amazing, Oskiliaf ruins for AOS. Yeah, thanks. <laughs> yeah, yeah, they're definitely cool. Definitely going to see those appearing on people's bases, aren't we? So yeah, yeah. terribly. Um, we'll like literally do them all again, won't you? you no, like I, I'm going to use them for my other army that I'm working on. You never. Oh, it's not chaos. Oh, what? Oh, controversial. Oh, you can't be doing that. Yep, secret army. That's what I've been oh. working on while it's. I don't like quiet. secret project. Is it secret? Because then when you don't do it, you can't be. Um... That, that I've got. Cool. I own all the models. I've built all the models. I've undercoated all the models. Really? I've just not painted them yet. Yeah. It's not chaos. 
No, it's not chaos. Stormcasts. Can't say. Yeah, Stormcast. <laughs> he's doing. He's doing his orange Stormcast, isn't he? So uh, yeah, probably. Yeah. See for that, or it's going to be. Um, it'd be something random. Like, um, I'd hope it would be a destruction-based army. That'd be cool. Yeah, there's not really anything in destruction. I kind of I'm hyped about at the moment. Yeah, but so it's not destruction, right? We've narrowed that one down. It's just loads, yeah, it's stormcast, just loads of men. It? Yeah. Just loads of men. Definitely stormcast. I don't know what you're on about. Definitely, oh, definitely stormcast. <laughs> Terry poker face pop. Yeah, John 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 plays poker. Okay. Yeah, <laughs> um, yeah, it's cool. Um, on a side note, I don't know if it was intentional, but when I got my Spike Claw Swarm card sleeves, uh, the objective deck didn't have 12 cards, it had 13. And I saw online that quite a few people had the same thing. I'm like, oh, is it someone at GW just being really light, really sly? Um, mm. Yeah, cool. Little known. Is that is that in the the pack? With yeah, the, you know the, the, the sleeves. No, you know you buy the sleeves. Oh, the card right, okay. sleeves. You may have twelve objective, twenty power, but you yep. get thirteen objective cards in the scaven one. Oh, so there's a little nod, I think. Either that, or it's just a, an unintentional mispack. But it seems a little bit too coincidental for my liking. So also, we kind of glossed over it. We haven't mentioned it at all. But um, the the new uh, Legions in the Gash book come out. Um, now people are wondering why have we not done a review and why have we gone straight to Daughters of Cain it was purely a timing thing uh, got a copy a little bit late and then um, didn't get time to sit down with the guys to go through it and as Daughters is a bit more uh, relevant now so we're going to do that and then uh, we'll come back to death um, probably after we've had some games and got to like uh, see how they play on the table a little bit because I think there isn't a lot of new stuff and it's probably quite subtle what they've what's changed and it would be nice to actually um get some games to really understand how they play now so um but with the doors because it's all new and uh les has been quite keen to to on these he's done quite a bit of kind of like arminess writing and thinking about the army so i think it'd be a bit more relevant to talk about this so as a segue in pressure <laughs> les so we're going to sit and listen to les talk about no no <laughs> uh, so uh, <laughs> Daughters of Cain, um, again, background, don't talk about that, so rules. Uh, <laughs> Can we talk about the models first and then go into the rules? We can talk about the models, I'm happy to talk about models, that's fine. So what do you, what do you, you can go on, go on then, go. Models. Okay, so, Marathi. Yep, amazing. Awesome. Yeah. Best best model GW's produced? No. No, not at all. I, I think so. There's no. the problem is they're all all the models they make now are amazing. So it's like, yeah. I think it's, it's still still a lot of change. Still, everyone's got their favourite, haven't they? Yeah, yeah. Well, I um, think for I, me, like Marathi, like, I mean, I remember when we saw that in the yeah. in the studio, and it was just like, what the actual fuck? Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. It was just like ridiculous to see up close that model, just how amazing it is. Um, I yeah, I, I, I think the initially the shock of sort of like seeing like baby Marathi and Hulk Marathi, just like yeah, it was just like this is amazing. I've, they've never this is like they're really up in their game. Um, I think I think the wings in particular 
the way that they're sort of stretched out you know you never you know like sometimes when you're trying to pile a model in and stuff and the wings get in the way and it can be a bit we well, do use a star drake so you should be very familiar with that it's quite possibly um, the most annoying model to actually pile into anything yeah, but I think like with that Marathi, I think like the, the fact that the one wing sort of like clips into the base and like the other wing sort of stretches out, it, I think it's going to be a lot easier to maneuver around and then like you know, um, and just in general like some of the the, the things that y- you probably can't see like you know like the 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 the, the, the Alf spearman that's turned to stone on her base and stuff like that that you probably can't see from the high res pictures is just like amazing. Yeah, I think it's really cool. I like the um, I like the pose of it, and um, I like the fact the wings look sort of big enough to actually make her fly. You know, they're not yeah. they they're quite big in comparison to her body, um, and the snake tail's really really cool. Um, but the one on foot's amazing as well. Um, yeah, I I really like the one on foot. She's just like a classic classic elf, and you know. I love the fact that this spear grows, like you know, when she when she hawks out, like the spear's little when she's little, and it's the same spear when she's big and stuff like that. It's just really cool. Mm. Yeah, it's cool. Um, she's very very nice. Um, I actually really like the um, canary life takers and um, yeah. heart renders. <laughs> the new flying ones. Yeah, but, the yeah. These these look really good. I really like the heart renders. They've got like these little like metal horned masks on, like the sisters have got like the, the sisters yeah. have got the mask. They've got that, but with like little horns, and they look really kind of like succubusy with their like skin tight black leggings and boots. So they look really kind of kinky. Quite like these. So little inside to rust though. Yeah, there you go. Well. Do you know the whole, so your browser the whole... history. Oh yeah, <laughs> it's right. As long as I'm not talking about tentacles, it's fine, right? Yeah, yeah, exactly. So, now they're on my basing. Yeah, mm. exactly. Don't want to search your browser history, Jesus. Um, so, uh, uh, yeah, the 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 canary, the canary sort of like um, harpers. I, I really like um, in general. I just think they're they're just so dynamic and stuff. I just think they look really really cool. Yeah, I think they, I mean, the only thing I'd be a little bit worried about, I don't know how fragile they're going to be, because they're kind of held onto the base by, like, bits of... I don't know if it's cloth, or is it is it a tail? I think it's a tail. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so they might be a bit... They might be a little bit fragile. Um, but, I mean, it might probably be all right. You know, it's just... It's like most things, there's a lot of little spindly bits sticking out. You kind of worry, don't you? I think Matty Watkinson put a thing on Twitter today, which was amazing, um, which said, like, I really like the Daughters of Cain models, but how long is it going to be before you see, like, broken Daughters of Cain armies around, like, you know, with sisters with their whips broken off and spears, like, you know, knives gone from witch elves and because they're also like spindly and like you know like elegant and stuff but it's like we're all ham-fisted gamers right so we're just like knocking stuff over left right and center and oh, some more than others i don't want to talk about more guys in my gaming group jesus i actually yeah. watched him try to pick up a shade spy token and when he picked it up he ripped the token in half what by, <laughs> and not not and what, what i mean by that is he when he tried to pick it up off the table he scraped his nail across it, and it took the like the printed image off of one of the sides. Yeah, and I was just like, "How on earth did you manage to do that?" Like, I've, anyway, he's he's more machine than man, that guy. So, um, <laughs> but anyway, I digress. So, <laughs> yeah, the cook door. Yeah, you knew what I was talking about. I didn't have oh to yeah, explain it to yeah. Me. yeah. <laughs> 
There's still a, still a crack in my coffee table from when he sat on it. <laughs> um, anyway, and then you've got the Blood Sisters and Blood Stalkers, which I think are pretty cool. I, I really like the, um, the... Is it the Sisters with the Spears or the Stalkers with the Spears? The Sisters are the ones with Spears. Yeah, I like the Sisters, but I think the Stalkers with bows look really cool. I'm like a sucker for something that can shoot yeah, what you mean by that is you know that the ones with bows are better, so... You know they're just going to be like Skyfires, right? <laughs> Nothing's like Skyfires. Turn off Hunters. Nothing's like Skyfires. Again, like, I, I prefer the sister models because you've got the masks and they've got, like, on the almost... Do you know, like, the kind of, like, the crest you get across the front of, um, yeah. like, the canine stuff? It's really hard to explain. They look like horns, but they come out sideways and loop in. But they yeah. look like serpents, so they look like they've got like Medusa faces, and then like the the leader's like holding a, st- a heart that's turned to stone. So I was like, I just think they're really cool. Like, yeah. I really like those. I would probably, if I was building mine, I would probably leave the masks on and use them with the bow arms. Yeah, because the other ones look very. They look more feminine. Very, don't. Yeah, well, they just they don't look as fierce. Like the yeah. ones with the bows look a little bit like princesses, um, and I'd be a bit like, oh, I kind of want them to look mean. Um, I, the other ones look look horrible; they look really scary. Um, I kind of like most, and that's the same with the the life takers. the The life takers have got like nun masked heads, and the other ones just look more evil. Yeah, it might just be the paint job because they painted them in dark colours with purple wings rather than pinks and light hair. But you know, it's a uh, there you go, but awesome models, and obviously you'll be using the dark elf models, you know, sisters, uh, the cauldron, the avatar, and they're all really nice ones anyway, aren't they? So yeah, they're Big... all. I mean, the cauldron's always a really cool model, um, you know. And the, I mean, I really, really like the blood rack, um, the blood rack shrine as well. Um, I like the blood blood rack Medusa. I think she's amazing. Like that's always an amazing one of my model. favorite models. Yeah. No, quite like the idea of a Medusa army, like where you've got all the snakes, Marathi and snake form, and the Medusa and stuff. I think they look really cool. So, yeah, uh, that, yeah, I think that'd actually be really nice to do a themed army like that, wouldn't it? You know? Yeah, yeah, definitely, and um, I, it definitely a really nice um, looking army on the table. I think and a lot of movement to it as well. Yeah, just looking but... at the Marathi model in 360, it's so good. It's amazing, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, I just had a proper look at it in the 360. The one on foot's incredible as well. Yeah, I think you just get like spoiled a little bit by yeah. the, the quality of the models. You know what I'm saying? You kind of get like model blindness. Like so much stuff comes out that's amazing, and you're just like, "Oh, it's another model. Yeah, it's all right." And it's actually like, like. It literally felt like last week all the new Nurgle stuff came out. Because <laughs> it, it was like last week, I think. It was like, no, it's like oh, really? <laughs> it's just too much. Like, I haven't got time to paint all of this. Yeah, no, that's the problem I've got is I keep buying stuff. And I don't paint at all. So even like trying to keep on top of like the Shade Spire stuff, I've, I've not even managed to do yeah, that. So, it's only like five models. Though. I know, I know. <laughs> I'm just weak. I just don't paint. That's the problem. I seem to just spend all my time doing like getting old models I painted ages ago and just like sprucing them up and going, yeah, I painted a model. Them. Yeah, yeah, just because it's like easier. 
I think it's because I don't have to think about it, and I've just read a lot on, but anyway, yeah. digressing again. So yeah, so, models, yeah. big thumbs up. Really cool. Yeah, they're great. They're really, really good. I can see why people are pumped for like you know the army. To be honest, it's again they it's they've used like really cool existing models and added like a massive AOS flair to them with the, the cool new stuff. The model, the the artwork in the book is is amazing as well. Like yeah. some of some of the pictures are just incredible. Um, yeah, just really good. But anyway, we should probably get on to rules, shouldn't we? Yeah, that's what that's what people care about. Let's do it. Well, not everyone, but most people listen to us probably. Well, yeah. <laughs> so I think a lot of it's kind of been leaked and stuff already, but we'll just um, we'll go through it. Um, so, so allegiance abilities. Do you want to talk about this? Yeah, I think we do allegiance abilities first. That makes sense. Yeah, let's do it in order. Why not? Do it. Yeah, makes sense. Really. I really like the allegiance abilities. Yeah, I think I think it's quite strange because it gives you um so the first ability is fanatical faith. So you can roll a dice each time a wound or mortal wound is allocated to a daughter's K model on a six plus it's negated. Yeah. So it's just like a six up save, cross your army against all wounds. It's like decent, you know? Yeah. Most people that's an artifact you'd have to pick and um they just get it on every model. Um, yeah, which is pretty pretty solid. You know, it makes your your sort of like your not that resilient army, you know, a little bit more resilient. Essentially, gives it a five up save, doesn't it? So, yeah, well, six yeah. up save, but yeah, yeah, but you know what I mean. Like, is in like six up save normally, and then a six up more win save. So yeah, yeah, yeah. So you get a double double poke out of it, don't you? So yeah, it's, um, I think it's really good. You know, um, uh, just generally across the army across your heroes and stuff it can you know make the difference you know like you said you don't normally pay for it if you were going to take it in you know I think what the, there's an artifact to give it to your star drake or your, your stormcraft character most whereas... books have got an artifact that gives you a six up ignore save on a hero so if all your heroes get that for free and all your models get it for free it's pretty good right i mean yeah. um so the next one is blood rights yeah um so they uh, Daughters of Cain units gain the ability every battle round, uh, as shown on this table, which I'll talk about in a minute. They are cumulative, and um, in the second um, battle round, reroll rolls of one when a Daughters of Cain unit runs and charges. So uh, from turn two onwards, you get that. That was the examples, wasn't it? They were like giving you an example of what the what each one does to because it does these this do make the army really you know really powerful when you well not really powerful just it makes things so much more reliable over the course of the over the course of the game you know you really sort of like um on sort of turn four and um, you're, you're really sort of coming to a stride with um because of the way that the, the table racks up yeah so it's basically to represent them as as the battle goes on they're getting more frenzied yeah. Um, from like the blood and and the rituals, and they kind of get themselves all psyched out. Um, so you basically starts off, and you get to reroll ones uh, to run, and then in battle round two, you get rerolls of uh, the same. You get that first one, you get the second one, which is reroll dice rolls one when you're making charge rolls, which is the example that was in the ability. Then in three, you get to reroll hit rolls of one, 
And if this unit is an avatar of Kane, it always counts as being Aminated. We'll talk about that later. Yeah. And then the four is sort of strength, reroll wound rolls of one. Um, and then on the fifth one, reroll save rolls of one. And you don't have to take battle shock tests. So yeah. in as the game goes on, you basically get reroll ones to run, charge, hit, and wound, and immune to battle shock. Yeah. Which is, Which is you know, really pretty, good. Pretty good, right? So you're talking a unit of witch owls on turn three can uh, reroll ones to run. It can run and charge because of its innate ability with the banner. Uh, it can reroll ones for when it uh, charges. It rerolls ones to hit when it's hitting on threes, rerolling ones. And then if you've got a hag, then you've made it drink from the sippy cup, then they're rerolling wounds. So it makes your witch owls super reliable when they fight. So, and that's just like one quick sort of like tally up from the blood rock table, the blood right table. Yeah, that's awesome. So that's the main kind of uh, abilities you get for a, a Dorks Cane army. Um, so come on traits. Um, do you want to go through these layers? Have you got that in front of you? Yeah, I've got that in front of me. Yeah. Um, so you've got uh, the first one, which is bathed in blood, um, which is you can increase your general's wound characteristic by one. Uh, uh, and in addition, in the start of each of your hero phases, you can heal wounds. There's one wound that has been allocated to the general. Um, so that's, you know, quite usable. It's not too bad. I think it'd be quite good on a cauldron, you know, give it the extra wound on the cauldron mm. and give it the, the ability to, to heal one wound back. Uh, um, Zealous Orator, which is number two, is for any Daughters of Cain units within 14 inches of the General, uses uh, the General's bravery characteristic instead of its own, which um, is really good, I think, and it, that combos nicely with something that will come later on, um, which, because um, there's a lot of, well, one span in particular, you, you want the highest bravery you can. Um, yeah. To make it, yeah. Yeah, we all know, we'll, we'll get on to it's that. It's coming back, it's coming back. All the eighth edition guys are going to be like, Mother! Okay, it's going to be. Oh, you've ruined it. That was it. Yeah. You've ruined it now. <laughs> Mother! Mother! Um, then, number three, Bloody Sacrifice. Uh, add one to the hit rolls for the general's weapon, which, you know, depending on what, what you've got, um, I think if you've got Slaughter Queen on a Cauldron of Blood, I think, you know, she does quite. I think she does D3 damage, um, you know, so again, it's kind of okay. Um, number four, terrifying beauty, um, minus one from hit roll. Uh, so it's basically subtract one from hit rolls of attacks that target the general. So it's essentially minus one to hit, which is sort of like the standout one, I think. Yes, yeah, shooting and combat as well, which yeah. is really good. Yeah, it's not to, again, like, you know, you're always going to you, you pay quite a lot of points for minus one to hit, you know, to, to combat and shooting. Um, number five is Mistress of Poisons, which is add one to the damage characteristics of the melee, uh, melee weapons wielded by the general. Um, and number six is that this general counts the current battle round number as being one higher than it actually is when determine, determining what abilities they receive from the blood rights table. This is cumulative with other similar abilities. So the general gets to count the blood rights table one higher than it actually is. Um, and, it, you know, there's different things that you can do to buff that up um, across the, you know, some of the other bits in the book. Yeah. So, so again, that's quite good. It's not too yeah. bad. It's okay. Yeah. 
I think the minus one to hit is is pretty standout, it's, isn't it? So standout. I think you you might take the depending on what what your list's built around and how you play. You might take the the, the general uh, bravery. Um, but yeah, I think the the minus one to hit is the standout one. That's the one that you you think most people would be going for. Yeah, because the blood rights table one higher is only the generals, not the whole army. Yeah. So it's not like you go or you get to advance it one for the whole army. It's just for that model. So it's yeah. pretty situational. Um, so I guess we should get on to artifacts then next. Yeah, cool. So we can talk through these. So um, you you have the we'll jump around a lot at the end because we'll we'll link yeah. all this together because at the moment it's in isolation stuff might sound a little bit like okay, but then when you start going across the different areas, it, it comes makes a bit more sense. Yeah. Um, so gifts of Marafi, so daughters of Cain heroes can be given these gifts. So you've got the Crown of Woe, so it's minus one uh, bravery, enemy units within seven of the bearer. Um, and the first time the bearer slays an enemy model, the range is increased to 14 for the rest, so it gets longer range if you kill someone. Um, curse Blade, uh, many weapon, add one to hit rolls. If you roll a seven or more uh, to hit with this weapon, the target takes a mortal wound instead of normal damage, so it's okay. Um, amulet of Dark Fire. Roll a dice each time the bear is allocated a mortal wound uh, inflicted by a spell. Four plus it's negated, so really good against Zinch. If you um, if you want to put that on someone on a cauldron, it'd be quite useful. Yeah. Uh, Crone blade. Uh, pick one of the bearer's many weapons each time the enemy is slain by an attack uh, made by this weapon. You heal a wound, so okay. Again, might be all right on the cauldron. I don't know what the attack characteristic on the the bint on the back is, but it'd be all right. Yeah. Um and one dark blessings plus one save. It's pretty good. Standard. Yeah. Um uh, then, Yeah, again on the cauldron. Uh, so um then the Bloodbane Venom. Uh so if a model's allocated any wounds from attacks from this weapon but it's not slain, roll dice. Um if the roll equals or exceeds that model's wound characteristic, it is slain. So that's not bad. Um it's okay. Might get a cheeky Cheeky model wound one model off the table, but a bit yeah. situational. Um, then there is the artifacts of shadow. So again, this is daughters of kings heroes. That's also a wizard. Can we give him one of these? Yeah. So you've got the shadow stone. Reroll dice rolls are one that are made as part of a casting roll for the bearer. In addition, add one to casting roll if the bearer attempts to cast a spell from the law of shadow. So that's pretty good. If you want more, yeah. a bit more reliability on your spells. Um. The Rune of Ulgu, the bearer knows one additional spell from the Law of Shadow. Then you've got the Mirror Glaive. Each time the bearer unbinds an enemy spell, they can immediately attempt to cast either Mystic Shield or Arcane Bolt as if it was your hero phase. Your opponent cannot unbind this spell if the roll is successful. I quite like that. Yeah. That's quite cool. Um, then Sevenfold Shadow. Once per game, instead of moving the bearer, in your movement phase, you can remove them from the battlefield, set them up anywhere on the table, more than nine for the enemy models. This is their move for the movement phase. So that could be quite nice. Um the heroes you've got aren't particularly um aren't particularly offensive, so uh you're a little bit limited um on what you're doing with, with these. Obviously apart from Marafi, but she can't have these, so yeah. um then the Crystal Heart. Uh, the bearer can attempt to cast a second spell in each of your hero phases. If they do, roll a dice before a casting roll is made. On a one, you take D3 mortal wounds. So you get an extra spell. 
that's not too bad. And then the Shade Claw, the, bear, the Bearer's Whisper Claw has a rend characteristic of minus two. So, yeah. Probably leaning on that one to the cast roll um, and add one to, so re-roll ones and add one to cast roll for reliability or the um, the extra spell. Well, I think with the, you know, it's, it's kind of handy because I think the only, uh, I think the only hero that's a wizard in the book that isn't Marathi is a blood rat reducer. Yeah, I think it is actually. I think you're which right. is why the whisper cause, um why well, it's got the specific one for the whisper yeah, cause. So it these mentions it by name, doesn't it? Yeah. Yeah, these are essentially for uh, just your blood rat reducer. So yeah, they are. Yeah. So yeah. Um, yeah. Um, so she's got six wounds. So the whisper yeah. claw is four attacks, freeze and freeze. So it's got no rend, but with that, it's got a rend of minus two. So. It's kind yeah, of cool. Not too bad. I think the problem is it's just they're very, very fragile because he's only got six wounds and a five up save, so it'd yeah. be a little bit risky to to go you into combat with her, really. But, yeah. I mean, yeah. I can see people taking uh, quite a like finding the space for the mm. Blood Rat Reducer just because they are like your anti horde, uh, and you know, it gives you. Oh, options. I think she's good, but I, yeah. Yeah, I just don't see her running into combat with a claw, you know. <laughs> oh, no, no, no. It's, you know, I, I imagine she'd be a support piece that can kind of do a little bit of fighting if you need to. It's a shame the claws only reach one. If it was reach two, you could put her in like inside a unit of like witch elves. Bubble. Yeah. Yeah, just bubble wrapper. Yeah. But, that's true yeah um then you've got the relics of cain which is any daughters of cain priests can have these so yeah. you've got the blood sigil um the bearer knows an additional prayer which is yeah. pretty good uh the iron circlet whenever the bearer prays re-roll uh rolls of one to see if it's successful or not which i think it's yeah. pretty good to get reliable prayers yeah, um, I always found it great with the slaughter priest when you can re-roll in the um, formation um, because you know they only work on a four plus, so it's like oh, I kind of want the re-roll. Um, yeah, and with these working on a three, re-rolling ones is a lot more reliable than just on a three. You know, yeah. Um, Runa Kane, when the bear is slain, roll a dice on a one, nothing happens. Two to five, the unit takes D three mortal wounds on a six. They take D six mortal wounds. Quite like that. Reminds me of the old Tomb King curses, you know, when you die and you do damage to the enemy. Yeah. Um, the Crimson Shard. The Bearer's Blade of Cain has a to-wound characteristic of 2+. Because I guess this is just the... This is the same as the Artifacts of Shadow, only for Blood Racks. Uh, Medusa, this is only for the um, Slaughter it's Queen, so it... Hag or Slaughter Queen, I yeah. think. Um, then, Knight um, Pendant. The bearer can pray three times in your hero phase. However, the first time a one is rolled when the bearer prays, they are found unworthy. They suffer D3 mortal wounds. Mm. Pretty good. Free, free prayers a turn. Um, yeah, it's handy. I mean, I know that they've got two base prayers and then they can they can choose one from the, yeah. the list that we come to in a minute. Um, uh, it, it could be quite situational. I think that you, when we get to the prayers, you'll see like there are a couple of standout ones that you'd be taking, um, and the others are sort of like you know just add D three damage to their blades and stuff. So I'd, I'm not sure I'd take it because you're only going to be you're not really you're only going to really want to be taking the 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 prayer that you've chosen. You know. Yeah. It, it's not necessarily one that you would, you know, you would. I mean, there might be situations where you might want to do all three, but I think I'd probably be, you know, 
going for a different option. Fair enough. Um, then the Hag Brew, add one to wound rolls for the bearer's many weapons. Yeah. Just, yeah, that's okay. Um, oh, cool. So, do you want to go through the Law of Shadows then? Have you got that in front of you? Yeah, I've got that here, mate. Yeah, so um, the, a few 8th edition players uh, are going to be excited because there's a lot of sort of like the old spell law come back. Um, so we're, which you know, I know we were like pretty pretty pumped for when we saw it, and um, when we were playtesting, it was really good. So it was um, the law everyone loved to hate, wasn't it? Yeah, I loved Law Shadow; it was amazing. So, um, so first one is Steed of Shadows, um, which is pretty cool. Uh, cast on a five. Um, if it's successfully cast until the start of your next hero phase, the caster can fly and has a move characteristic of sixteen. Um, which you know again is kind of situational, but it gives you gives you colder and the ability to get where it needs to go. If you know, if can that because you, is... oh, you can have no. a blood rack reducer on a cold one, can't you? No, no, yeah, you could have a blood rack reducer on yeah on the the blood rack shrine. That's yeah, the on thing. the shrine, like, yeah, yeah. I mean, I don't think Marathi would be taking this one to be honest, but you know, your blood rack it, it could get your um, your blood rack reducer where it needs to be ready for to zap the horde with its you know stare or whatever it is isn't it that it's got mm. i mean it does yeah. it does make what is quite good on marafi if you had it on her is that if she was wounded her moves goes down quite significantly yeah so with this spell she would she would move faster um with it because i know yeah. she's movement 14 unwounded in snake form yeah if she had like six six wounds allocated her move drops to 10 and then she's had like 10 wounds she drops down to six inch move so suddenly having yeah. that extra 10 inches you could it could make all the difference yeah so i don't think she gets a lot of spells so you probably wouldn't pick it but it's just you know it's it's one that you know it's it is i think any movement spell is quite good um, it's a shame it's on the caster but then you would just fly everything around the table wouldn't you or, yeah yeah it'd be um, like soul <laughs> Um, the the next one's Pit of Shades, another oldie. Um, this one's uh, got a higher casting value, cast on a 7. Um, if you cast, pick an enemy unit with an 18 that is visible to them. Uh, roll two dice and add the scores together. Um, the unit suffers a mortal wound for each point that the total exceeds the movement characteristic. So, yeah, I really like that. Yeah, that's pretty cool. You know, Because your average is going to be 7, isn't it? So you're probably going to be doing two more wounds. Well, it depend, depend, it depends what you do on. I mean, some things that have a move at all, they're like movement one, Yeah. Um, depending on what it is. I mean, like a war machine doesn't have a movement characteristic, so on a lot of them. So you, you yeah. could potentially think a warp lightning can't move three. So, you know, rolling two dice and going, oh, just, uh, you know, dead four mortal wounds. I mean, if you roll like an, a nine, you'd, you'd kill it outright. Um, yeah, so it's quite it's quite good. I mean, a lot of the Nurgle stuff's very slow as well. So, you know, slow movement. Uh, a lot of the Stormcast stuff as well, like Paladins movement four. Yeah, you know, to do yeah. like a chance potentially of doing if you roll a double six, you know, take the perfect scenario, then that's eight mortal wounds. That's yeah, you know, what a bit dead. Yeah, exactly. So it's uh, yeah, that's it is quite a good one. Um. It's again like yeah, I think it's like it's one tab in the toolbox if you can. It's um you know, I don't think it'd be one that I'd necessarily be selecting, but like I think 
that's because as we go through the law, you'll see why and stuff. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Um, mirror dance uh, is the next one. Um, cast a value of four. Um, it says you can, if cast, pick two friendly daughters of Cain heroes within 24 inches of the caster. So long as neither hero is within six inches of any other unit, the two models can swap positions on the battlefield. Neither can be set within three inches of enemy units. That's the old lore attribute, smoke yeah. and mirrors, or whatever it was. Yeah, so you can uh, essentially pick two models, swap them around. Uh, it doesn't, doesn't specify base size, so... But it says you can't do... If it's within six of anything else at all, not even enemy, not not even friendly units. Yeah, yeah. any other unit. Yeah, uh, that's interesting. You'd have to like, to know, you'd have to play around that a little bit, wouldn't you? Sort of have a hero out on their own, off to the side. You definitely have to set it up, but it would be quite nice because you could almost like, because um, you can swap the two, you could use it for some Marathi shenanigans. Um, yeah. because the person casting it doesn't have to be one of those um, heroes no, so you could pick two it. other models and swap them um, so you could basically like use um, Marafi to move into position and then like swap her out of harm's way or something you know So, or what you could do is you could get your Steed of Shadows you could move your Blood Rat Reducer 6 inches away from the enemy You then and 24 inches away from Another blood rat reducer. That blood rat reducer then casts that spell, swaps Marafi for the original one. So Marafi is then teleported across the table directly in front of the enemy, six inches away. Yeah, yeah, it could be quite cool. Um, another good one, uh, an oldie as well, the withering. Um, this is one I think that you'd probably be taking. Uh, casting value is seven. Uh, if successfully cast, pick an enemy unit within eighteen inches of the caster that is visible to them. Uh, until your next hero phase, add one to the wound rolls for uh, attacks against that target. Yeah, really strong. It's always yeah. been a, it's always been a good spell. Yeah, so just adding one to just plus one to wounds, really good. Um, you know, in general, um, it's you know eighteen inch range is pretty good. Um, in you know, pretty standard. Um, you know, when Marafi casts it, you'll see it's a little bit different um, just because of the the range that she can pump out. Um, the next one, which I think is a auto one that you'll have in every army, is the wonderful Mind Razor. So, <laughs> so Mind Razor has a casting value of 7. If successfully cast, pick a friendly Daughters of Cain unit within 18 inches of the caster. Until the start of your next hero phase, the rend characteristic of that unit's melee weapons is improved by 1. Example, rend characteristic of 0, nothing, becomes rend characteristic of 1. In addition, the damage characteristic of the unit's melee weapons is increased by one while attacking a target that has a lower bravery characteristic than they do. So, your Daughters of Cain unit, your, your Witch Elves with additional hand weapons, unit of 30 of them, they get two attacks, plus one for the hand weapon, uh, additional hand weapon, and uh, plus one if they're in range of a Daughters of Cain hero. Four attacks apiece. At oh. rend one. So, and damage two. Three. Yeah, damage two because they're bravery seven, so dependent on what you've got. But that uh, that artifact we mentioned, could, it could be bravery nine, right? Yeah. Yeah. So, bravery nine. So, essentially, you've got, a, 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 in the perfect storm, you've got a unit of witch elves hitting on threes, re-rolling yeah. ones, wounding on fours, 
re-rolling because you would have given them hag brew by the from a hag beforehand at random. So just the amount of attacks that they pump out pretty much shred, shred anything, I think. Yeah, and I mean, it's a great spell, isn't it? Yeah, it's just and you know it is the target that you need to kill in the like you literally go which which wizard's got mind razor we need to kill that because yeah. it makes your witch arms. I mean your witch arms on your own is like death from a phase and cuts. We've seen it before in like the AOS scene anyway. Let alone giving them Ren one, which is you know amazing. And that perfect storm when you go in and you've got like damage the damage two off as well. You just decimate you. You just wipe stuff off the table. Especially, you know, just the fact that they can run and charge. They're really fast. They'll move seven or six. Um, they, they can run and charge. They reroll ones to the run. They reroll ones to the charge. Um, you know, if you've got the the hag brew off on them, they're immune to battle shock. You know, when you give them the sippy cup from the hag, it just makes your battle line unit become the elite fighting force of the army. Yeah, it's, it's that kind of that stacking stacking buffs to make a battle line unit effective you know so it's uh, definitely definitely good so what's the last last, spell last one shroud of despair casting value of four um if successfully cast pick an enemy unit within 18 inches of the caster that is visible to them until the start of your next hero phase subtract one from the bravery characteristic of that unit if the spell was cast with a casting roll of eight or more subtract d3 from the bravery's uh the unit's bravery instead yeah, so nice again, combo with Mind Razor, that one. Nice combo with Mind Razor. When you think as well, if you're casting it with Baby Marafi, she gets plus one to cast Lord of Shadow. Mm. So it's going to be, uh, you know, next to Arcane, you know, plus two. It's going to be quite easy to hit that eight, I think. Yeah, I think, um, for me, I think even minus one's normally enough. Yeah. Like, like most stuff in the game is not, bravery nine is it so yeah. i mean i know obviously undead and demons have bravery 10 but most stuff's like less than that and you might find there's a lot of stuff that sits around like eight or seven you know and then like yeah. okay or seven and you're like well suddenly even without the artifact to make them higher bravery yeah you know dropping their bravery seven to six means that you're now getting damaged too yeah. on all your witch elves attacks how does the horde rule work? Because you get plus, you know. That that's when you when take you... a battle shot test, so it doesn't it? improve yeah. your characteristic. Yeah, so that's so that. Is, again, whenever a rule says characteristic, it's like what's on your profile, basically. So, yeah. So uh, yeah, if you like targeting a unit of thirty clan rats, they're not bravery. Well, that's a bad example. It's the same. But... It's the same as with the um, like the it's... terror guy screams and stuff. They don't get the extra bravery for. Um, being a bigger being unit, a big unit. I'm pretty sure, anyway. But I think that's how it I'll works. Have to double because, check that, but you know, because otherwise your witch charms would be like what bravery seven, eight, nine, because of the you got thirty in the unit, which it would just be ridiculous. So yeah, I would check the rules, but they're not in the back of this book anymore. So yeah, <laughs> but um, yeah, I think that's I think that's how it works. So yeah, cool. And then uh, on to the prayers. Yeah. So. Um, We'll go. We'll go through that. Once we've done the prayers, we'll just have a, a little break. Um, so, start off then. So you have got um, catechism. Well, should read what they do really first, shouldn't we? Really. So each priest in the Daughters of Cain army knows one prayer uh, from the six. In addition to any others they know, you can either pick 
the prayer or roll, so you basically pick. A model that knows such a prayer can pray twice in your hero phase instead of only once. However, the same prayer of the Canite cult can only be prayed for once in each of your hero phases, regardless of how many priests know that prayer. So unlike Corn, where you can stack the same uh, blood prayer and, and do it multiple times, you can only do each of these once. They're like spells, basically. Um, so you've got Catechism and Murder. Pick a friendly Daughters of Cain unit within 14 of the Priest until the start of your next hero phase. Each time you make a hit roll of 6, um, then they in do two hits instead of one. Yeah. So these all work on a free plus, don't they? To go off, they do. Yeah, it's uh, go on a three. Um, uh, a roll of a one, you take. Um, uh, it's the same as the K- corn one. Oh, so on a one, they not... take a wound. Yeah, on a wound. Yeah, because this is on the actual. Um, this it, it's weird because that's not on the prayer. No, that's on, it's the, on the actual war scroll. Yeah, yeah. Um. And blessing the cane, uh, pick a friendly daughters of cane unit with fourteen of the priest until the start of your next hero phase. Reroll failed fanatical faith rolls for that unit. That's the save. Yeah. Um, then you've got martyr sacrifice. Pick a friendly daughters of cane unit um, within fourteen of the priest until the start of your next hero phase. Each time a model from the unit is slain on a five or six, the attacking unit takes one mortal wound after it's finished making all its attacks so it's yeah. quite nice if you had a big unit of of, of you know, like squishy elves and you know they're going to get mullered in combat and you've got like 30 of them you just go well fill your boots and i'll do a load of uh, mortal wounds back at you yeah makes them into like blood warriors a little bit yeah like blood warriors just way better because <laughs> it's like yeah they got blood warriors have to make an armor save then roll a six but you know uh, then you've got uh, Crimson Rejuvenation. Uh, pick a friendly Daughters of Cain unit within 14 of the Priest. Uh, you cannot pick Marathi. Um, you heal D3 wounds that have been allocated to a model from this unit. Then you have Covenant of the Iron Heart. Pick a friendly Daughters of Cain unit within 14 of the Priest. Until the start of your next hero phase, you do not need to take Battleshock tests. And the last one is Sacrament of Blood. Um, pick a friendly Daughters of Cain unit within 14 of the Priest to the start of your next hero phase. The unit counts the current battle round as being one higher than it actually is when determine the abilities it gets from the Blood Rites battle trait. So that's quite cool because you could effectively get the reroll ones to wound if you were in round three, you know, just yeah. that cheeky thing. Or get the rerolls on charges um, on turn one if you were they if you wanted it. Um, that's pretty cool. So yeah, quite useful the price. A couple of stuff, a couple of ones I think you take a lot. You know, I think you'll see the explodey hit one quite a lot. Um, I think you probably see the fanatical faith reroll as well. Um, yeah, I quite, quite like a lot. the mortal wound bounce back for me. That's the one yeah, I like. I think the first three. I think you know. I think I'd be looking at taking the murder one just because you know those witch elves when they're going in. You know, mind raised up. You've got. And that, the, that opportunity to explode again. I think you'd have to, if you're going to play the, this army, you're going to really have to be on top of your dice rolling because you're going to be rolling loads of dice and catching stuff. So as well. So yeah, yeah. I mean, I think that the six to hit is two hits is is like the the, the one you take first. But I like yeah. I like the mortal wound output. 
especially yeah. it's a bit of a deterrent you know if you're kind of just putting it on your unit going where you can charge them if you want um, yeah so it's pretty good right okay so we're gonna there are some more rules to talk about which is the temples but before we go into those we're going to take a little break and then we'll talk about the temples we'll talk about formations and war scrolls and then we'll just do a little bit of a tactics and rundown bit about the army and, and potential allies you can have so uh, we'll be back shortly Facehammer is sponsored by Element Games so for great customer service all the latest Age of Sigmar releases at 20% off and all your hobby needs, go to www.elementgames.co.uk. To support us directly, click through the banner on our website and let them know that you came from us. And we're back from the break. So uh, we're going to talk about some temples next. Um, so these are a bit like the Kradron Overlords and Stormcast chambers where you can get some extra rules by having your army themed into a temple so um i guess we talk about these uh there's four isn't there four major ones um so you've got hagnar which um you've got these abilities so whilst a hagnar unit is benefit from zealot's rage from the blood rights battle trait you can reroll all failed hit rolls for the unit instead of only re-rolling hit rolls of one. Yeah, so that's number three, isn't it, on the blood yeah. right chart? Yeah. yeah, that's right, yeah. Uh, and then you've got some a Hagnar Cauldron Guard Battalion can also have an avatar of Cain or an additional Cauldron of Blood. And um, you have a command trait. You have to have this one if you've got this, um, which is whenever you make a fanatical faith roll for a friendly Hagnar unit within seven... The wound rolled is negated on a five plus instead of a six plus, so pretty good. Cool. This one, yeah, kind of cool. Uh, it, it's, I think, it's the the zealous rage when like being able to let your witch elves or any combat units re-roll. So like essentially, again, comboing with the hag, you, you can essentially have something re-rolling hits and wounds. Like I mean, if, of... if your general is the the like the hag on the cauldron, your yeah. witch elves are. A, like five up, ignore save, and then you're getting to reroll all hit rolls rather than just ones. That's pretty amazing. Yeah, yeah and um, well, like I said, if you if you've got the hag on the, the cauldrons, while well, you're probably going to make the witch arms drink from the cup, which you know makes them immune to battle shock as well and reroll wounds. So... I think they all drink from the cup. <laughs> Some, I think that's what they're into. Um, so the, <laughs> the next temple is Droit Ganath. I don't know how to say yeah. it. Probably said it wrong. I don't care. It's fictional. Um, <laughs> they get bladed killers, add one to hit rolls uh, for Gunnaf units in the combat phase if they charge. Yeah. So that's pretty good. Cool. Um, and then um, if you have a slaughter troop, you can have two extra units of witch elves. We don't really care. Um, then you have the artifacts of power. Um, yeah. So if your army includes any slaughter queens, one must have the following artifact of power. So the dark sword, um, the dark queen, the slaughter queen's death sword has an attack characteristic of four. So pretty meh that one, I think. To be honest, it's not like a standard one. I think you know. 
then we've got the Crafe, so um, or the Queef, I'm gonna call them. The disciples of slaughter roll a dice after a a queef unit has fought in the combat phase. <laughs> <laughs> if there are any friendly oh, units within three, on a six you can pile in an attack for a second time. So that's pretty that's good. Cool. Double attacks if you roll six. Um, yeah. Then if you've got a queef cauldron guard battalion, <laughs> you can include any number of additional hag queens. It can also include any uh, number of slaughter queens. Um. So a queef hero must have one of the following artifacts of power. Um, Venom of Nagandra. So once per battle, before this hero is chosen to fight in the combat phase, she can use the Venom. When she does, choose one of her many weapons, but not a weapon by the mount. The weapon's attack characteristic is 1, but if it hits, the target takes d6 mortal wounds. So That's quite good. It's okay, yeah. Um, um, I think this is the standout one, to be honest, the next one, Calibron. Yeah, I mean, okay. Well, Do you yeah, go through so one less? Go on then. Yeah, so uh, Calibron abilities are concealment and stealth. Subtract one from hit rolls that target Calibron units in the shooting phase. Entire yeah. arm minus one to hit against shooting. Yeah, legit. Yeah. yeah. Um, Why not? Squad um, Battalions is uh, Calibron Temple Nest may include two additional units. Um, command trait is Mistress of Illusion. So if your your Calibron general must take this command trait, um, at the start of your hero phase, you can pick a friendly uh, Calibron unit within seven inches of the general. If that unit is more than three inches from enemy models, remove it from the battlefield and set it up anywhere on the battlefield more than nine inches from enemy models. The unit cannot move in your next movement phase. So... It is kind of cool. You can pick up a unit, teleport it across the table, and then charge it, and then it just can't move in the next turn. Well, that yeah, that turn in the fear phase is before the movement phase. So yeah, so it's yeah. it is. So I think that's pretty cool. Um, you know, minus one to shoot at, and you can essentially pick up a unit and put it wherever you like on the table. Yeah, and you because it's in the hero phase, you can pick up a unit and then use the spell. Um, yeah. So you you could use it for some stuff like that. You could also um, obviously use it for the Medusa scream. I don't know how what the range on that is, but you can do that. And then you can also do it for like moving a unit with shooting weapons. So you could move them and be able to shoot a hero or something like that. You know. Yeah. Or I think Pagna uh, stand a little bit. Um, you know, I, mean, I don't think their auto includes, uh, um, but it, they you know they are quite. Yeah, they are quite good still. So. I think you're gonna take if you take Marathi as your general, you the taking like Hagnar or Calibron doesn't really hurt you because you can't have command traits anyway. No. Um But can you then if Marathi's well, your general? Well that's a, that's interesting, isn't it? A Hagnar would... general must have this command trait. So you can't take Marathi as your general if you've got the Hagnar. Because mm. Marathi is your general, right? And she can't take a command of it. Well you can't take the temple, but maybe. You, you... So if Marathi sure. is your general, you can't. That, that's what I. That's how I'd see it, anyways. If yeah. Marathi is your general, then you can't take the any of the um, cults because well, the other two you can because they're artifacts. So yeah. Whereas the Hagnar is a command trait, so your mm. your general must have this command trait. So. Mm, yeah, but then it's two things that contradict each other. So what takes precedent and you'd probably argue the war scroll does because I think that's in the main rules yeah um, so don't know interesting one yeah. something we'd have to put on the um, FAQ list I think 
Yeah. I don't know the answer, if I'm honest. Um, cool. All right. Um, they're the temples, so happy days. We're gonna go. Uh, we're gonna do the uh, the battalions. Or are we gonna go straight to the war scrolls and then look? I at think the we do the, the war scrolls first because yeah. you know if you say you'd help yeah. give a bit of context, wouldn't it? So um, I think. Yeah, I think I think this is the one of the most important units in your army, and because I think you should pretty much going to be in every army. Um, yeah, and I think um, it's a very unique war scroll. We've not seen this type of scroll before, if I'm wrong. No. Um, there's actually two war scrolls and two models, right? Yeah. So you should start off you by Marathi High Oracle of Cain. And this is the the unsnake version of Marathi. Um and she's basically a wizard, so she's six wounds, four up save, bravery nine, wound six, nothing special. Um and she has, you know, an okay attack, um, but she's not very good in combat, you're not really full combat. She, you know, you would be a bit concerned if you were fighting with her, like, you know, she's got a reasonable amount of attacks, aren't she? Like, you know, a lot of run one. Yeah, three attacks, freeze and freeze, ren one damage d three, and six attacks, freeze and freeze, ren one damage one. So it's, a, it's okay. It's not. Yeah. It's not nothing to be sniffed at. But no. it's not. Um, with a six wounds, four up save, you don't really want her in combat. No. Um, so she has an ability, monstrous transformation. So at the start of your hero phase, she can transform into a monstrous aspect, Marathi the Shadow Queen. So. Um, you know, that's that's at the start of your phase you go, I wanna be big. Um once you're big, you're big, you can't go small again. Um so that's that's it. So she has the truth revealed. If Marathi is wounded, uh, there is a chance she will no longer be able to contain her wrath and will transform into a monstrous aspect. Roll a dice at the start of your hero phase. If the result is equal to or less than a number of wounds currently allocated to Marathi, she transforms automatically. So it takes the choice away from you. Then you have the Iron Heart of Cain. Marathi High Oracle of Cain cannot be healed, um, but no more than three wounds can be allocated to her in any one turn. So you can't kill her in one shot, basically. She's got six wounds. It's going to take you two turns to kill her. Any additional yeah. wounds or mortal wounds are negated and have no effect. Yeah, so... so. Really good. Looking for the double turn. Looking for the double turn against her. I think. Yeah. When she's yeah, in baby. she's basically, you know, she she's basically going to survive a turn, guaranteed. Yeah. Basically, um, supreme sorceress. Add one to casting and unbinding rolls, and double the range of all her spells. Built in yeah. bell wind. <laughs> yep. Yeah. So call her the bell queen. Um. Enchanting beauty, subtract one from hit rolls that target yeah. her. So that's both me- uh, shooting a melee. Uh, magic, of course, she's a wizard. She can cast three spells and unbind two. She yeah. uses Arcane Bolt, Mystic Shield, and Anapranzel's Black Horror, an old favourite. Yeah. Um, so the Black Horror is casting value of seven. If successful, pick an enemy unit of an 18. It's basically 36. Um, yeah. That is visible to them and roll a dice on a one, one more wound, two or three, d3, four plus d6 more wounds. So, a pretty good nuke. Long range, decent. 
and her command ability is worship through bloodshed. If Marathi, High Oracle of Cain, is your general, uh, you can use this ability. If you do, pick two friendly Daughters of Cain units within 14 of Marathi. You cannot choose Marathi. Uh, those units can immediately shoot as if it was the shooting phase. Alternatively, if either unit is within three of the enemy unit, it can instead pile in attack as if it was the combat phase. I really like this ability. I think it's really, really strong. Yeah, I think me and you had a conversation about this, didn't we, on um, um, uh, God, way back when. Uh, yeah. I think it was overtime, weren't we? And I was like, this is like this is amazing. Just, you know, you, you either, especially with like the shooty sisters, the snake ladies, you know, you have two big units of those and you each turn, you, you double shot. So they shoot in the hero phase, they shoot in the shooting phase. Or if you're playing like super aggro, you can just, you know, get the option again to get your witch arms going batshit. Um, so that combat one said if either unit is within three, they can pile in. So the other one, even if it's not in range, can still pile in? No. Is that right? No. That's okay. not that's not how the how it re- reads. That's not how it's worded. No, okay. no. So it's basically saying if if that it says it's basically saying if it it's saying if either unit is within three, that unit can pile in an attack. So oh, right, it's okay. not saying that if one is, they both can. Yeah, and I, when, the... when you first read that out, then I was like, so that meant you could use like one of them could pile in, the other unit could like free move or something. No, no. That, no. Okay, yeah. Um, it's just handy for stuff like you could basically go. I'm going to use this unit to shoot. I'm going to use this unit to pile in and, and do it that way. Um, it's just I think it gives you the options again, isn't it, across the table? So I mean, your units yeah. are pretty fragile, so you'd be unlikely to be in combat and in your start of your hero phase and not already be damaged. Yeah. So you probably find that it's not that common because most of your combat units aren't exactly tanky well apart from avatars i guess avatars, so. yeah i think two avatars are okay and you get the opportunity to do it then can't you yeah so uh marathi the shadow queen the transform state she doubles her wounds um i'll talk about this in a minute how she changes she's got a four plus save again um she has a missile attack the gaze of marathi one attack it hits on two and wound it just as c below so it says, if a target is hit by the gaze of Marathi, pick a model of the unit and roll a dice. If the roll exceeds that model's wounds characteristic, it's dead. So it's quite so nice. does the person shooting pick or the person with yeah. the unit pick? The uh, so you can, snipe, you can snipe banners and stuff out of units then? Yeah. Yeah, that's cool. So really useful. Yeah. Um, then she's got Heart Render, which has um, got better. So she's got yeah. six attacks. Freeze and freeze, rend two, damage three. Wow. It's <laughs> pretty choppy. You lose attacks as she gets hurt, but you'd have to take you you sort of you only lose like one attack every every step really, so she's not awful. Um and then um Crown of Serpents, um five attacks, freeze and freeze, no rend, one damage, and then the Envenomed Tail is uh one attack. Freeze and freeze, minus two, damage six. Um, wow. As soon as she's taken two wounds, it's damage D6. So. Ah, right, so it's like Durfu's sword. Yeah, yeah, and it goes it down to D3 when she's taken eight wounds. Yeah. Obviously okay. can fly. Uh, movement is 14, that drops down as well as she gets hurt. 
Um, so you have a when you transform. Um, so do 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 when transforms hierarchical of Kane models removed, Shadow Queen models set up on the spot where she was standing before the transformation. Um, Marathi Shadow Queen can only be set up within three of the enemy if the hierarchical model of Kane was within three of the enemy before her transformation. There's insufficient room exactly where she was standing. Before her transformation, simply place the model as close as possible to the spot where there is sufficient room. If, after the Shadow Queen model has been set up, uh, Marathi is more than 14 inches away from the spot she was standing, uh, she cannot move in the movement phase. Um, any uh, wounds? No. Uh? Oh, sorry, so no shuffling and stuff around with her, just she gets as close to the spot. Yeah. Sounds like she's going to be able to like bear wind around a little bit. Yeah, a little bit. Um, any wounds allocated to her in a high oracle of Cain form prior to transformation are carried over to the Shadow Queen form and are doubled. For example, if you took three wounds and then you go into big mode, you'd have six wounds. Oh, wow. Uh, and she cannot transform back to her little set state. Um, and if she was your general in a high oracle cane form, she remains your general, but loses the worship through bloodshed command ability. So the command yeah. ability is only when she's little. Um, she also loses Sorcerer Supreme and Enchanted Beauty abilities. Um, so you, you lose the minus one and you lose the plus one to cast double range. Yeah. So she basically becomes more combat orientated. Yeah. Um, then you have the Ironheart Cane, which uh, is the same rule. So she, she can't take more than three wounds per phase and she can't be healed. Per phase? Uh, sorry, per turn. Oh, turn. Okay. Uh, and then she's a wizard. Uh, she can cast one spell in your hero phase and unbind one spell. And she still knows Black Horror. So she loses the spells, the minus one to hit, the extra cast, the range, and the command ability. But gets combatty and more wounds. Yeah, and, and a lot more wounds, yeah. Yeah. So she's pretty cool. I think she's really interesting. Um, so you've got two things going on there. You've got the when do I transform? You've got two two models do two different things. Um, and you've got the guarantee this won't die. I, she yeah. definitely will not die this turn. Guaranteed. Yeah. So. You can do stuff with her that you can't do with a lot of models and guarantee that she won't die. So what happens if you're hit by Archeon's sword and you're removed from the table? Then you're dead. You are just dead, so that goes past the three-wound thing and you're yeah, just dead. Yeah, because you don't allocate wounds. Yeah, okay, so, that's fine. So anything that, that just removes you from the table or kills yeah. you outright, that doesn't negate it. Yeah, that's cool. It just means that normal traditional wounds, you get a max yeah. of three. So, yeah. yeah, that's cool. So <laughs> she's not immovable. She can still be taken no, off by stuff like there's that. Quite, but... There's not that many of those abilities. So you can play if you and if you're playing Archeon, obviously you'd be like, oh, okay. You but say that, but there are actually quite a lot of them. Not a lot when... in the in the game though. When you play against an army, most people don't have anything like that. Yeah, like there are stuff with Nagash being you know hand of dusty a bit more now. <laughs> <laughs> hand of Dusty, yeah. his, his dusty hand. Yeah, just like gives he's, you that little tickle when you're dead. Is he pre-talked? Is he? Is what he's doing to get the smoothness? <laughs> <laughs> he says it's like a dead think... man's handshake. Is what he's saying. 
Is yeah. that... <laughs> I just um, I just think there's a lot of like um, it's going to provide people with a lot. I mean, uh, yeah, you you hulk her out on the first turn, throw her forward. No, that she's only going to take three wounds. But I think it just provides you with a lot of, you know, as a player, as somebody who plays the army, I've thought about this quite a lot, as in, you know, it's going to provide you with a lot of tactical choices, as in, like, how long do you keep her little and take advantage of the fact that she's, you know, uh, a, a awesome at casting spells? Um, yeah, because I think she's... in duality of death, she's going to be a pain in the ass because you could just throw her forward onto the objective in Hulk mode and then just go, well, that's my objective for quite a few turns because you can only do three and you've got four turns to kill me or whatever. Yeah. You know, unless it's... you back to back them. But, you know, it's it's yeah, I think, like you know, in, in duality, she's going to be difficult to deal with, but she's only one model. right? Yeah. Oh, yeah. And like, you know, she dies. She she does die when you double turn her because, you know, you, you can she just stops being as good. I think the thing you just need to try and do is just make sure that you are no matter what she takes three wounds a turn every turn. Oh, yeah. You've got to allocate three. You can't yeah. not get three through every turn. I think no. as well, she might even like force you into taking turn one. So yeah. like when you're playing with her, um, and you're playing against like anyone with shooting or rain of stars or anything like that, or even Nurgle, where you've got a lot of stuff that can do mortal wounds, you know, anywhere on the table, to go like, oh, I'm gonna, I'm gonna stay little, and I'll start little. You have turn one because I want the double turn chance, and you're like, well, if they take three wounds off her on turn one before she's done anything. She's not. Then she basically has to transform, otherwise you are in death. You're in death danger on the next enemy turn. Then you transform, and then suddenly you've only got six wounds. It's only two turns of rather than three turns or four turns. It's quite a big deal. I think. I think in in she almost wants to stay little because the command ability is so powerful, but it's not powerful in turn one because they're not in range. So it's good in turn two, but then that's risky, and then so I I think it's an interesting dilemma it pre- yeah it poses. But she to is you. little as well, though, so she should be able to hide. Just yeah, you can hide her. I think yeah, you like it's, it's it's a difficult one. Is in like do you do you deploy your entire army on the twelve inch line with Marathi in the front and hope you get first turn, knowing that you can basically get that extra little bit of a nudge forward when she hulks out. Um, and then you throw her forward, and then she's a one-woman wrecking crew that is going to go down, um, you know. Or do you like you do that against armies that can reach out and touch little Marathi? Or do you, for armies like you know your say you, your Iron Jaws and stuff like that, you just sit back and just you know keep a little. I think it, you, it, it provides you with an interesting choice depending on what army you see across the table. Yeah, you know. Like Nurgle, like Russ said, like you know, Nurgle's so easy to get wounds out, uh, more wounds out. You, you you almost go, well, I need to, I need to have first turn, and she needs to go big because it's not going to take a lot for her move to drop to twelve. You know, um, heart render to you know drop some damage, some attacks, and the you know I mean, the if, venom- she, if she transforms and she's taken three wounds in little form, she immediately yeah. isn't damage six on her, you know, on her tail. Yeah. She's already like lower movement. It's like well, you've already kind of neutered a lot of her ability. Yeah, she's moved. She's only got four attacks for heart render, and she's moved ten because she's obviously took mm. six wounds. You know, so then she becomes, you know, then she's there's only then a double turn kills her as well. If you double turn, if you yeah. do like that, it's you know she is really hard 
to kill, but she's also really easy to kill. But then that that's another thing because you can use her as bait. So yeah. if you know your opponent's got goes, oh, they get the choice. They might go, well, I take turn one because I want to take runes off Marathi, and I've got this like alpha strike teleporty shooty unit, and I'll, I'll I'll put all my I'll put all into doing the wounds to Marathi, yeah. and then you're like, well, she's still not dead, and you've kind of like showed your hand, and you're going to get double turn back. So it's really interesting. Yeah, um, not sure I like it, but. It's yeah, I'm, I'm not sure. I like the fact that she can't die. I'm not. I'm not sure. I'm on board with that mechanic where you you're capped to an amount of wounds you can do. But it'll be interesting to see how it plays out. Yeah, I don't. I I'm not a big fan, if I'm honest with you, on this this rule. I don't. That again, I I've got that issue with. I don't like anything in the game which is like guaranteed. I don't like guaranteed things. It kind of doesn't feel right. Um, but. You know, there it's not a hundred percent guaranteed because, like you say, there is stuff that bypasses the wounds. So, yeah. Um, so it's not. I don't think it's like game breaking. It's just not something that I'm a particular fan of, if I'm honest. Um, but we'll yeah. see. See how it plans out. You know, might be right. So that is uh, Marafi. So pretty good. So we should probably talk about a point, shouldn't we? Um, so she. Wait. Sorry. Oh, so I just thought you were checking the back of the book. I know what she is. So. Okay, cool. I didn't hear what you said because you cut out. Uh, 480. Oh, 480 points. Yeah. There you go. So it's a significant chunk of points, um, but I think you pretty much have her in your army because yeah, it's that it's... that adage of it's a model. Like that... ability. It's not even that. It's just a model in my army that does something nothing else in the army does. Or in the game. <laughs> So, yeah, I mean, you just say so you go. You're gonna pay the points for it, even if she was 500 points, you'd pay it. If she was 560, you'd probably pay it. End of the yeah. day, like you, you, it's it's something that nothing else in your army can do. You know, yeah, it's. So I think she's in every list. I mean, I can't, yeah. I can't. If you're playing pure daughters of Cain, I don't, I don't think there's enough variety in the army for not to take her. Yeah, it's interesting that she's only got a four up save, like. For what she is, like being, you know, just so badass. What a it's naked interesting chick. She doesn't. Yeah, but it's interesting she doesn't have a three up because Zalariel's three up, isn't she? I mean, I know she's riding that armor yeah, beetle, but, but you know. I think again, if she was a three up, it'd be a bit silly. Just like you look at her, then you know she didn't look like she's. Is she got the same armor as a relictor? No, she's in like cloth, and she's got brass wings. So you know, I'd be don't get me wrong. I'd love her to have a three up safe. You know, sit around some cover, two up. She's a monster, it, surely. You know, oh yeah, not on foot. Yeah, yeah. You know, so yeah, I, I yeah, you know, and it's like, so yeah, I, I think issue the three up. It's one more thing that you have to, you know, you then Mystic Shield her and stuff. Yeah, I just, I just don't one. think a three up makes sense. Yeah, you know, it's. Just, I don't think so. I mean, you could even argue she should be a five up in little form and a and a four up in big form. You know, but yeah, yeah. Anyway, it's what she is. Um, so then we've got the Hag Queen, yeah, which is your hero, which I, is a. I just say like I think these are you know the staple in every daughter's army. Just like the fact that the points of them. Well, they're so uh, cheap. I mean, what sixty uh, points is ridiculous. 60 a sixty-point hero, really. Mm, the, which but, is also a we, priest. Wow, and it's got one of the best abilities in the the army, which is witchproof. Yeah, so basically, you bake a prayer, roll a dice on a one, 
You take a mortal wound on a two, nothing happens. On a three, it's successful. Uh, she knows these two. So, Runicane, uh, her blades have a damage of D3 instead of one, or touch a death. Pick an enemy unit within three. This uh, this model, pick a unit within three of this model, then hide a dice in one of your hands. Your opponent must pick a hand. If that hand is holding the dice, the unit you pick takes D3 mortal wounds. So, that's, yeah. you know, D3 mortal wounds on a 50-50, basically. And then uh, you've got Witch, Witch Brew, which is... Um, loads of fluff in there. So, <sighs> do pick a friendly Daughters of Cain unit within three of this model. Um, if you do, then until your next hero phase, you can reroll failed wound rolls for that unit's melee weapons. And they don't have to take battle shock tests. Oh, so, <laughs> that's pretty good. Yeah, well, and you can just do that. There's no sort of once per battle. It's just every turn, every hero face. Make him drip the sippy cup, and then so you just have your three units of thirty witch elves with a hag behind each one, just going AR, have a little sip. I mean, the battle shock we roll wins. Yeah, yeah, sixty points. Why not? And they have prayers as well. So, yeah. oh my god, yeah. Six sixty feels like that's way too cheap. <laughs> yeah, don't, don't get what's their save? Five up and a six up ward. Yeah, uh, it's a little bit good. <laughs> Pretty good, isn't it? Um, yeah. You have a slaughter queen. Uh, so same stat line, basically. Um, slightly better in combat. Um, she's a priestess as well. Um, so she's got the an extra of prayer, which is Dance of Doom. Um, until next hero phase, this model can be chosen upon an attack twice. Um, she has a Pact of Blood. Slaughter Queen can attempt to unbind one enemy spell. And if it's a wizard, and she has a command ability, Orgy of Slaughter. So if she's your general, you can use this ability. If you do, pick a friendly daughter's of Kenya within 14. Um, if that unit's within three of the enemy, it can pile an attack as if it's a combat phase. Kind of cool. Alright, yeah, pretty good. So, quite like the Slaughter Queen for that. Um, and she comes in at a whopping... How many points is she? 100? Uh, I think so, yeah. So, what's she called again? Slaughter Queen? 100. Yeah. yeah. Um, then you have the Avatar of Cain, which is a, a rather bizarre war scroll, this one. So, it is actually a totem as well. So the model's got the totem keyword. Not that it really means much, yeah. but, you know. Um, so it's got nine wounds with a four-up save, movement nine. Um, and it has a missile weapon, a torrent of burning blood, six attacks, freeze and freeze, minus one, damage one, 10-inch range. And it also has a sword, which is four attacks, freeze and freeze, minus two rend, damage free. So pretty amazing, that attack. Um, yeah. Pretty fast as well, from what I remember. Movement 9, yeah, so not yeah. bad. So, um, it has the ability Wrath of Cain. If your army includes any avatars of Cain, friendly daughters of Cain priests know the Wrath of Cain prayer in addition to other prayers they know. So, Wrath of Cain, pick a friendly avatar of Cain until next hero phase it is now animated. So, animated, what does this mean? So, the avatar cannot move cannot shoot and cannot fight unless it is animated um, even if this model has not been animated it's still treated as a model in your army with the exception the enemy units 
begin their movement free, can remain stationary or move normally. They do not have to retreat if it's not animated. And then it's got idol worship. Add one to bravery, catches of friendly daughters of Canaanites within seven. Which is so, good with the mind, mind rose. Yeah. But what's good about this is that obviously it's a quite a tanky model and it's quite choppy in combat. And you yeah. can use the prayer to advance the... Um, as when the turn gets about round three, I think it is. They, they auto, they auto animate, don't they? So, yeah, you know, um, I think this is a solid use for the heal prayer as well. You've got yeah. your avatar, um, you know, that'll be what you'll be casting your heal prayer from your hag on, you know, just to try and keep him in the fight. But, um, you know, the the ren two damage three is it, yeah, is that you haven't got in your army, yeah, and he's a behemoth, uh, and he's 180 points. So I think they're really good. I really like the Avatar King. Yeah, I think uh, it got one on my list. Yeah, I, I I quite like them. I think they. I think I like the idea of them as well. Yeah. It's like the idea of this like statue that kind of has to be kind of prayed to to, to do stuff, and it's like the idea of it. I think it's a cool concept. Um, yeah, not bad, not bad at all. So the Hag Queen on Cauldron. So basically, it's quite a bit, hasn't it? It has indeed, yeah. So you've got the same ranged attack that the avatar, because it's got an avatar stood on the back. The avatar on the back can attack, same stat line. Um, So, you know, it's basically got an avatar's attack profile. You've got the witch elves, blades, and the hag queen. So it's got hag queen on the back. So it has a 13 wounds, 5 up save. It's a movement 6. So it has a. If it charges, um, roll a dice on 2+, plus. nearest unit takes D3 mortal wounds. Uh, it has a blood shield, so um, this is the kind of the protection it has. So the range is being shown on the table above, which starts at 18. And you add 1 to saving throws for friendly daughters of cane units that are wholly within range of this model. And, and a unit... Eh? And importantly... It could only be affected by a single cauldron of blood blood shield. Yeah, so it's changed a little bit, hasn't it? Because it would give you a. It used to give you a five, uh, six up ignored, didn't it? And um, well, and it's wholly within now as well, isn't it? Before yeah, it, is. it was just just mm-hmm. some models. Now the whole unit. Yeah, and yeah, so it's yeah, and the fact that you, so essentially you just bunker up around it like it would do in the sort of yeah, you've the, got to like almost wrap it in your unit. You yeah. want to be affected by it. Um, then you've got Witch Brew, so which is the, hats which is the same as what the Hag's got. So it's basically, yeah. and she's got the prayers, which is the same. Um, so um, the Avatar, has got the, the Avatar's on the back. So if you don't animate the Avatar on the Cauldron, you can't use its attacks or its shooting attack. Um, so it's the same thing. So basically, if you take the war scroll for the hag and the war scroll for the avatar put them together and add little bits of the cauldron it's exactly the same so yeah there you go how many points is cauldron good question hag queen on cauldron of blood is 300 yeah so pricey but i think it's good Mm. i think when you think that you're paying 180 for the avatar as well you know, yeah. really, if you have the avatar on its own, you know, it's not too bad. Um, I think, you know, generally it's, it's a bit slower moving. You've got the extra wounds, but I think for the extra plus one armor save, it, it, it's kind of handy because you might take the avatar anyway, right? 
Yeah, I quite like it. I think it's nice. Yeah. It's a nice like high wound model as well to give you an artifact to or something. So, yeah, it's a cool model as well. But it's nice to see him in the army. Yeah. Um, so then we're into um, straight into the witch elves. So these, I don't think, have really changed much, have they? So no, I don't think so. Um, they basically have two attacks, threes and fours, no rend, one damage. Um, uh, but they have a hag gets some extra attack. Um, they can be armed with armed with blades, um, or you can give them a buckler, which is a change point, I think, because you couldn't have it before, could they? Yeah, they basically got the buckler from the Sisters of Slaughter kit, um, and it provides them with the same mm-hmm. same sort of either the Sisters of Slaughter got, which is, I believe, it's plus one or plus two one saving combat, isn't it? Yeah, I think plus so. We'll get onto that in a sec, but. Um, Hornblowers can and they can charge even if they run, so it's run and charge, so that's pretty good. Um, standard bearers, if it has any standard bearers, uh, roll two dice instead of one for battle shock and discard the highest. It's quite useful. Um, so paired blades add one to your attacks um, if you've got two blades, and then if you've got a buckler, uh, it's uh, in the combat phase, which has a save characteristic of five up. In addition, if you make a save roll of six for a unit in the combat phase after rerolls before modifiers, uh, the attack unit takes one mortal wound. And then they've got frenzied further. If the unit within eight of any daughters of Cain heroes, add one to the attacks of their sacrificial knives. So, like you were saying earlier, that's four attacks if you're within range of a hero. Um, yeah. And then you can sippy cup, reroll to wound, isn't it? And then um, yes. be a mid to battle shot. Yeah, battle rank three, they're rerolling ones to hit as well. So, like you know, you get the perfect storm. And and if you're in perfect. Hagnar, you're you're rerolling all hit rolls, all wound rolls. Yeah, yeah, pretty good. Pretty good. Sisters of Slaughter. Um, I quite like these. Yeah. So I should write that point, shouldn't we? So points for witch elves. It's battle line unit, obviously. Um, are a hundred points for ten or two seventy for thirty? Sorry, they're cheapest chips. Yeah. Uh, then the Sisters of Slaughter is they've got the whip, so two inch reach, which is quite nice. Threes and fours, and then the sacrificial knife as well, um, if you want to. Or you can give them the buckler, so they can you can sort of have more offensive sisters. So um, then they've got the same thing with the standard and hornblower. Did exactly the same thing. Abilities dance of death, so can be chosen to pile an attack in the combat phase if they are within six of the enemy and can move up to six when they pile in. Now, this is massive because what yeah. this means you have two hordes, you have a 30 witch elf and a 30 sisters, you can run and charge the witch elves in, and then you can run the sisters of slaughter and stand 3.1 plus inches away for the, the entire unit. Then get into combat phase and go, right, my witch elves will attack. Then your opponent goes, well, the unit, the witch elves were fighting is dead, so I've got no unit within three to pile and attack with. And then the sisters can go, oh, I'm within six of you, I'll pile in six and attack and do more damage. And then I've probably killed or severely hurt what I was fighting, so they can now attack me back. But you basically get two attack in a row, in essentially, because the sisters can't be attacked. Um, yeah. And it also means you can retreat out of combat. And then you're within six, you can pile an attack. Because yeah. you don't have to charge. 
So they come a bit like the Yetis in the um, Beast Corps Raiders. They just become really, really good with movement shenanigans. Um, their attacks aren't brilliant, but no. it doesn't matter if you've cast Mind Razor on them or something, right? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, and I think they're... I think they're pretty cool. I think that's um, it's very interesting. Anyway, um, they are a little bit more expensive, so they're 120 points for 10. Uh, but if you took 30, they're only 300 points, so it's it's not that expensive, really. To, to be honest, it's like my list has got 30 witch up, 30 sisters in it. So cool. just because they provide something different, the, re- the the two inch reach as well with the whips, really good. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, you know, you basically fight with all three of them then, aren't you? Because they've got a two-inch reach, they're on 25 more base. You know, you can basically nearly get all 30 fighting. Yeah, yeah, pretty good. Um, then you've got the Slaughter Queen on Cauldron of Blood, which is basically the same as a Cauldron, except you get the Command Ability, and you get the ability to unbind, and you get a slightly better attack characteristic. Um, yeah. But basically, it's not a lot of difference, and she rocks in... At a massive 330 points, you pay an extra 30 points basically for the command ability and stuff like that. So I think that's worth it, to be honest. Yeah, I think, you know, she if you're not taking Marathi as your general, I think this is where your general is. Yeah, definitely. You know, yeah. it's just it's rude not to, really. Um, then you've got the Bloodrack Shrine. So this has got this Bloodrack Stare on it. So this is the Bloodrack Producer. Um, and the Stair Missile Weapon, which uh, is the, quite the nice one, which is uh, picking it visible. Uh, roll a dice for each model within range. On a 5+, plus, they take more wounds. So it's 10-inch range. So if you get in close to the enemy where you're surrounded, then you can, against a Horde, you can do a lot of damage with that. It's really, really strong. Um, 13 wounds, 5-up save, movement 6. Um, and you have the Bladed Impact again. And this has the Aura of Agony. So roll a dice each time an enemy unit within seven um, of at the start of your hero phase. If the dice roll equals or beats the score listed on the damage table, they take D3 more wounds. So if you take a no wounds, it's on a two. Then it goes to a three, it goes to a four, it goes to a five. So it's pretty good. I mean, it does D3 more wounds on a two plus until you've taken six wounds um, to everything within seven. It's pretty good. Yeah. I think what this would be really nice for if you wrap this unit in something, like with models around it, yeah. uh, maybe like the combat snakes or something, it's like, well, do you wanna do you wanna actually fight this unit? Um knowing the fact that you're then gonna start taking damage from the Medusa and the shrine on the back. Um yeah. it's pretty cool. Um and it also is a wizard, which is useful. So uh Medusa on a Bloodrack Shrine could cast one spell in your hero phase and unbind, and it knows Arcane Bolt, Mystic Shield, and Enfeebling Foe. So Enfeebling Foe has a casting value of a 5. If it's successfully cast, pick an unit within 18 of the caster that is visible. Until your next hero phase, subtract 1 from the wound rolls that unit makes in the combat phase. So it's a little bit more survivability, so that's pretty good. Yeah. I quite like that one. I think the Bloodrack Shrine is now like a viable choice in it like you can take it now i think i think it, it wasn't particularly good before and it was never really good in edition whereas i think you know it, it is an option there that you can take you know it'd be nice to see some on the table to be honest because 
love the model. <laughs> I think it's really it's, cool. It's kind of for, fell into that sort of um, same as the Coven Throne kind of trap, isn't it? It looks really nice, but you never see it. Um, I still remember, I think, Ben Curry painted his one up and then he, he, he took it like once and never saw it again. But um, yeah. it's quite cheap as well, the Blood Rack Shrine. It's only 220 points. Yes. Yeah, Super cheap. I super really cheap good. for what it is, really. Yeah. Um, so I, I quite like it. I, I think, love the model as well. I think it's a really. I think I like to prefer that to the normal cauldron. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I think it's really cool. So, um, into the snaky bits. Um, pardon the expression. So, we talk about the new units here. So the Blood Sisters. So we have got the these guys have got the glaives. So yeah, the yeah, yeah. Movement eight, two wounds, five up save, bravery eight. Um, you get five of them uh, for your for your massive points. They cost. I don't know how much they cost. Uh, uh, <laughs> uh, One hundred and forty for five. They got a massive regiment of twenty four eighty. So not bad. Um, so you get the glaive, it's free attacks, freeze and freeze minus one damage one, so it's okay. And they also have something called crystal touch, it's one attack on a four. And what that does is that if you score a hit, they take a mortal wound. So pretty cool. And you get plus add one to hit rolls for the gore guy, which is the champion. So I wouldn't say they're amazing, but... You know, you've got two inch reach, three attacks, freeze and freeze minus one rend each model, and on a four up do a mortal win. They're not they're not terrible in combat. Again, I think they combo quite nicely with a few other things in the army. So you know, they're really high bravery at bravery. Well, they're not really high. They're good bravery at bravery. Bravery eight, eight is high. That's... Yeah, it's high. You know, you put a avatar near them, the bravery nine. You mind raise them. They kill everything because they're rend two damage to two. Yeah, yeah, definitely. They're definitely yeah. get good. Especially if you um, you cast that prow on them that every time they roll a six to hit, they get extra attack. Yeah, so, you know, and the rerunning, depending on the battle round, rerunning threes, you know, rerunning threes to hit, rerunning ones. And with yes. with a two-inch reach, a big unit of them isn't unviable. No. So they're on 40 mil bases, but two-inch reach means you could fight across, so... Yeah, again, I think you build your list around them and you, you try and get that perfect storm. I know a lot of it is like, you know, dependent on, you know, if you can get Mind Razor off. But I think a unit of 20 of them, you know, if you've got the, the Bloods, uh, you know, you get them to drink from the the Hag Queen. You know, they're hitting on threes, hitting on, wounding on threes, re-rolling, you know, Ren 1. They're not, they're, they're going to mince three the right, the right thing if you put them into it, you know. And they the fact that you can play the Mortal Wins as well. Yeah. So I think there's... Definitely viable as a big unit. Um, and it's 40 you know. wounds. I mean, it's not easy yeah. to get through, you know. So, they're yeah. pretty cool. And then you've... Five up, six up, you know, good. Yeah, yeah, because you get your six up as well for being in the army. Yeah. Um, so then you've got the Blood Stalkers. So, Blood Stalkers, um, same in terms of they're still snake women. But they have a bow. So they get one shot, at freeze and freeze, minus one damage, one at 24-inch range. So that's pretty good. In yeah. combat, they have a dagger. So freeze and fours, no rend, one damage, and a blood worm is something the champion has, I think. Um, yeah. So the crone adds one to hit rolls, um, and also accompanied by a blood worm. And a blood worm is one attack, freeze and freeze, no rend, damage one. Um, and they've got the ability heart seekers. Each time you make a hit roll of six or more for this unit in the shooting phase, the target takes a mortal wound instead of normal damage. 
So you've got you haven't really got many ways to buff hit rolls in this army, but you know they've got a twenty four inch range and an eight inch move. That's a thirty two inch effective threat. Um, free uh, one shot model, but on a six they take a mortal. So they're okay. Um, yeah, I don't think they're they're amazing. They cost the same points as a unit of adjudicators, I believe, at one hundred and sixty. Uh, so, you know, you kind of got to think five shots, freeze and freeze, rem one, damage one, which is the same as the adjudicators, but they don't get the obviously slightly worse save, same amount of wounds, they're quicker. Um, yeah. They don't have the exploding, but they have a chance to do more wounds. So they're they're much of a muchness, really. I think they're comparable. Um, yeah. I think again, it, it all depends on how they how they stack with like hey, where, where you build your list you know with two big units from Marathi shooting twice in the hero phase shooting then shooting in the shooting phase yeah exactly yeah it, it all depends on how you, you build your list around them yeah I think I think they're good I mean um, I don't what's... think they're like there's no auto include is there I think it'd be nice to add the ranged the, the shooting and I think you see them in armies because it's the, the, the range threat in a combat army yeah I mean, um, you, you... Having having a way to do stuff damage at range is always important, um, so I think they're definitely worth having. Um, then you've got the uh, Blood Rat Medusa, which is basically just the Medusa on foot. Um, again, a food boon foe, same spell. I don't really could go into that too much detail. Yeah, we all know what they what that does. Can you take units? Can you still take them in like a unit of Blood Rat Medusas? I think you can, can't you? Uh, no, it's a single model. It's a single model. Yes, yeah, so it, it's a hero, isn't it? So yeah. So you, you just, it's just a, a unit on its own. Yeah. Um, then you have the Doomfire Warlocks. Um, so they actually have a crossbow. So they get two shots with this fours and fours at range 10. Um, and in combat, they've got scimitars. So fours and fours, rend one, damage one. Um, and a steed's bite. Don't really yeah. get bitten by a dark steed. That's, uh, that's not good. So it's a night out in Salisbury. Um, yeah, when Terry's on the prowl, uh, and then you've got the Master Warlocks adds one to hit rolls. Um, Doomfire Coven adds one to casting and binding rolls if it's got ten or more models. Um, it can cast one spell and, and bind one spell, and it has the Doomfire spell. Cast on six, it casts pick an enemy unit within eighteen. Uh, takes D3 mortal wounds if the casting unit has fewer than 5 models if D6 mortal wounds if the casting unit has 5 to 9 models or 6 mortal wounds if it has 10 or more models so a unit of 10 will do 6 mortal wounds at 18 inch range on a 6 so pretty good yeah. obviously 2 wounds each 5 up save and movement 14 so they're not they're not too shabby this would be quite a nice unit to um, teleport with the yeah. With the ability from the um, temple, because obviously you could teleport the unit and then do six mortal wounds to a hero, and then um, you know you, without any risk. Yeah. So, I think that'd be pretty good. Um, and not, not bad in combat either, and they can shoot ten inches. So if you're nine inches away and put them in a line, you can shoot whatever they're they're just out of range of. You know. Yeah. Um. So pretty cool Doomfire Warlocks. I think they're still pretty pricey um, for what they are. I think they're, um, but they are a wizard. You know, the problem with units like this, they've got so many rules um, that they kind of, oh, they have come down there. They are 160 points. So not too I think, bad. I think you, when you look at them and you go, right, so how much is, you, you take two, you take a unit of 10 
you know, for what, 200 and I can't even do maths, 320? Yeah. Yeah, 320, you know, it, it, it's just that six mortal wound threat, you know. It, what, it's the same as sort of like a Thunder Tusk, isn't it? You know, yeah, it gives yeah. You to put that out and, you know, they're fast moving and, you know, they're, they're still quite good, even if it can't put out the, the six mortal wounds. Well, I mean, the unit of 10 would still have um, 20... Um scimitar attacks 20 bites and then um uh 20 sh- crossbow shots yeah so so they're, they're still like a, a a good unit yeah decent yeah yeah i mean arguably you look at them compared to the um blood stalkers and you think mm, same points mm, the warlocks look pretty good to me you know it's never so, wizard again never spar from the law shadow right as well yeah, you can't you can't go wrong with more wizards. I always find that wizards are always a, a a commodity you want, really, especially as they can unbind and they can be within range of the enemy wizards. Um, yeah. So cool, thumbs up from them. Um, then we've got the two other new units. So do you want to talk through these, Les? So these are the new the canaries, aren't they? Yeah, they are the so the Canary Heart Renders. Um, these are the shooty ones. Um, I I think these are really cool. Um, you, you basically you've got the Barbed Javelin, which is range twelve, uh, one attack, threes and threes, rend one, damage one. Uh, in combat, they've got a two inch reach. Uh, fours and fours, rend one, damage one, which is kind of cool. Um, it's where the abilities come in. I think these guys are pretty cool. So you've got Descend to Battle. Uh, instead of setting up this unit on the battlefield, you can place it to one side and say it is circling high above. In any of your movement, fa- uh, in any of your movement phases, it can decide. Uh, it can descend to battle. Set the unit up anywhere on the battlefield that is more than nine inches away from enemy models. This is then moved for the movement phase. So, like Signs of the Storm, like Stormcasts, where you have to roll to see if they come down. But this one, you just pick. So, I think these, you know, the flexibility that gives you is really, really cool. Um, they've got another rule called fire and flight uh, in your shooting phase after the unit has finished making all of its attacks roll a dice on a 4 plus uh, it can make a 6 inch normal move as if it were your movement phase but it cannot retreat or run as part of this move so um, again it's kind of cool um, you, you drop down 9 inches away you shoot something you then roll a 4 plus it can move 6 inches away again just to make it a bit you know that little bit little bit more survival will get into cover if you needed to get in cover or move forwards to if you wanted to charge in and kill the character yeah because you could actually move closer to them and then charge yeah because they fly don't they so you know yes you can you drop down you shoot you leave the character on one move wound you roll a four plus you move six inches forwards you're three inches away you got a three inch charge and never chance killing the hero Mm -hmm. really cool good assassination pieces um got another rule death from above um, this unit can shoot even if it ran in the same turn. In addition, in the shooting phase, change the Ren characteristic of the unit's barbed javelins to two if it was set up on the battlefield in the same turn. So on the turn they descend to the battle, uh, they're Ren two, which is you know that why I think they're such good assassination pieces. Like you know for getting around the back, you know, saw the faithless drop round nine inches away, shoot them at Ren two. Yep, handy. Yep. Um, they've also got um, a never rule with the heart piercer shield. In the combat phase, uh, heart renders have a save characteristic of five plus. In addition, each time you make a save roll of six for for the, such a unit in the combat phase after rerolls but before modifiers, um, 
basically it's the mortal wound attack back that you get from the the sisters of slaughter so yeah, it's the same as the bladed shield you have on the yeah same as the so. bladed shield so yeah so any save of a natural save of a six no buffs uh in combat they do a mortal wound back to the enemy um then you've got life takers and the life takers are like the combatty ones so they've got uh two attacks threes and fours no render damage one um they got the same uh, descent to battle ability. Um, they also have fight and flight instead of fire and flight. So it says in the combat phase, after this unit has finished making all of its attacks, roll again a four plus, and it can make a six inch move as if it were your movement phase. But it cannot run as part of this move, so it can retreat as part of the move because it doesn't say that it can't. Yeah, so you can go in attack on a four plus retreat, not yeah. be within yeah. combat range to be attacked back. Yeah, after it's made its attack. So, yeah, so you go in, fight, get out. Really good. Um, it's got another rule called, instead of death from above, this one's got death on the wind. Uh, add one to damage characteristics of the bladed sickles if it made a charge move in the same turn. So that's really good. I think that makes them a little bit more, um, a little bit, not not quite as good as the javelins, but I think, you know, the fact that you're going to, if you charge, you get rend one on them, you know, with their, their two attacks. Again, the good assassination pieces um, and they've also got the same shield so uh, in combat on the a natural roll of a six with no buffs you you do a more win back to the enemy yeah they're kind of a bit of a weird unit because they're very quick yeah um and you think what if i charge you i got a chance that you can't do anything sort of like if you i think they're kind of like a finesse piece so you know they're i didn't really do the stats but they're move 14 like uh save of a six and bravery seven one wound a piece but i think you know with the the life takers you know you come down you charge you uh if you you get plus one rend if you don't kill the enemy you you basically can move out again and stop yourself you know on a four plus get out of dodge if you get the double turn you can have never go at it yeah and they're 80 got, points, so... Yeah, 80 points. I think they're really good for 80 points. For tw- um, you can have a unit of 20 for 280 points. Yeah. The, the, the combat guys, the, the shooting ones, don't have massive regiment, but they're also 80. But what I quite like about these, and I think you could almost have them off the table, um, yeah. like on the table, sorry, rather than to send them down, because um, yeah, movement 14 is quite, quite quick. Um, yeah. And then if they charge, they've got an extra rend. And if you mine raised them, they yeah. they wouldn't be too shabby. You could no. sippy cut them as well, so they'd be freeze fours re-rolling. It's actually the same stat line as a witch elf. A witch elf. Yeah. Um, but then they get extra rend. So in mine raised, they'll be rend two, yeah. and they're bravery seven. So if you if you give them shenanigans of good new extra bravery and the enemy minus bravery. Yeah. Then you know you'd be doing Ren two damage two on all yeah. their attacks, and then on a four plus you could move out of combat and not be attacked back. Yeah, I think they're really good. I think a unit of twenty of them would be really cool. And I think um, I think what would be really good combo is if you then also charged in like a cauldron with them, or or like Marafi even, and then because they could retreat back, the unit that that's pinned by the other thing. Can't still, although they compile and attack that, they can't. You know, they wouldn't actually be able to get to them. So you, you even in the, if they got the next turn, because they're in combat. Yeah, 
Um, so, I think it's really good. They could combo quite nicely with Sisters of Slaughter as well. You drop them in, they do some yeah. damage, they retreat eight on a four plus. Your Sisters of Slaughter is six inches away, they pile in and fight, and then they're kind yeah. of pinning combat. So you've basically well. got two rounds of combat for no, for no return yeah. back at you. Yeah. Um, the I, I just think the you know with the descent to battle. I mean, if you had a unit of twenty of life, twenty life takers up on in the sky, dependent on the game, you, you just drop them down and just score an objective, and just uh, you know cap get beat the the opponent on well, the objective. I mean, like try... eighty points for a five man unit that can just drop anyone on the table whenever you want. Yeah, great. You know. Yeah, in every list, mate. I think. Yeah, I think you have yeah. at least two units in every list. Yeah, I think so. Just because of the 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 usefulness of the objective scoring yeah um, and you know the 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 life takers are good enough to charge and kill units in combat that are weak you know or heroes or even just get onto a wizard you know as the game progresses yeah. i mean if you put four <laughs> units in the sky that's not an awful lot of points is it i mean that's 320 points of your army that's four units yeah i, I don't know which ones i take to be honest i like the heart renders i like the idea of the javelins because they're like you know prosecutors and the, the shooting but I think that there's definite use in the life takers. The more I think about it, um, I'd, I'd probably take I'd probably take two of each. Yeah. Or um, you know, like one unit of ten of the co- the combat ones and two fives of the shooty ones. Yeah. Don't know. I just think that, uh, it's. I just think they're both really, really useful. I think the problem, the the thing that we'll get to with with the actual witch hunts and like you know the daughters of Cain themselves is that once you put in your, you run out of points super quick. Like, yeah, I mean, you, you're paying a premium, aren't you? Because they're they're elite infantry in a way. Um, yeah. So, but I think I think you know you you as soon as you start putting units in, I think you have to make some compromise. And for me, um, I mean, that's all all the scrolls. Um, for me, my favourite things in the army, yeah, are the probably the avatars. Um, and I quite like the uh, Blood Sisters, yeah, because um, they're actually battle line as well. Um, if you've generals of Blood Rat Medusa, so cool. you can actually have a snake army. So yeah, you could ha- you could actually just have your general as the Blood Rat Shrine, I believe, because it's yeah, keyword so- bold. Yeah. And then and then you could have your Blood Sisters as as core. And then have like stalkers and have Marathi, so you could do a whole snake army. Yeah, which yeah, I think, I think is it's pretty sweet, pretty cool actually. When you think about it, you have like you know you have your reduces on foot as well. I was like you know your other heroes. It just it, it could be really thematic. Um, I, yeah, I think for me, I think like I really like the uh, again like the same as you. I love Marathi. Uh, I love the Blood Sisters, um, and I love the Blood Stalkers. I like all the new stuff, um, which is kind of you know standard, right? But yeah. the um, I, I really like the the Heart Renders, um and the Sisters. I I wasn't I wasn't sold on the the Combats uh, Blood Sisters initially. I, you know, I was I wasn't sold on them. Um, but the more and more I've been thinking about them, the more and more I think that they're definitely a place for them in the army. Um, I think you could almost, dependent on what, if you didn't want to go down the infantry route with, you know, say the witch arms, you could do minimum core, and it is in, you know, your, your standards, uh, you know, three units of ten witch arms, and then put, you know, spend your points then on on sort of like a bigger unit of like the blood sisters because they're so fast and they do essentially the same thing but mm. a little better. Um, For me, like I, I wouldn't, I don't see a 
Bloodrack Shrine is a bad general. No. And like if that's your general, the Blood Sisters become core and they're yeah. only 140 points, so you could say, well, I'm going to spend, you know, three, three sets of that. Because although you could spend, get for 100 points, get 10 witch owls, I'm not going to do anything. Whereas, like, the five blood sisters, I think, are good. And they're like, with witch elves, you might go, I want 30. But you could still take a 30 of witch elves and two units of blood sisters, and that's your, that's your free battle line. Yeah, I think that actually is a really... Cool. I think you know, especially because like you're, you're only playing 220 points for your general. Then, yeah, and and it's a quite a survivable general. You know, yeah. it's not like it's not amazing, but it's pretty no, good. I mean, you, I mean, you can make it minus to hit and plus one armor save, can't you? With the yeah. command, the, you know, the the, the, the sorry, the command abilities and stuff. Yeah, and I, I think um, if you took one of the um, the temples, you get like different command abilities. You could splash on, can you? So. Yeah, I think like you know, you take was it Calibron? So you basically go right. I'm going to take the Blood Rack Shrine as my general. Um, the arm is going to be Calibron, so I make it plus one armor save. Um, so it's a three up armor save. I make it minus one to hit, and then I make it minus one to hit because of the Calibron in the shooting face. So it's minus two to shoot shoot at it. Yeah, yeah, that's not bad. I mean, yeah. for me, I I would probably be tempted with Hagnar because with oh, yeah, Hagnar it... you get um, a five up save rather than a six up. Yeah. So you're if you had two big units of snakes, you could basically put them both within range of the Bloodrack Shrine, and they've got a five up, five up. They actually yeah. become pretty survivable, and then you um, you get to reroll all failed hit rolls rather than just just the others. One. Then yeah. you could take the two, um, you could take a couple priestesses, and they can like feed them the sippy cup as well. Yeah. So I think it'd be, it's viable. I mean, then I think if I took priests, I'd probably take avatars. So the avatars yeah. would be my combat-y, tanky models. And then you could take... Um, you could even take a horde of witch elves for cauldron and then some some harpies, just not take Marathi. Yeah. Just don't even use yeah. Marathi. I think that, actually, it'd be a really fun army to play as well. Like, it's really fast as well, because, yeah. like, the, the move eight and move, you know... It, I think you could outmaneuver people, um, and it would be like a glass hammer because you know obviously you've not got the the survivability of say your standard army that you find like Stormcast or something. But you know, yeah, I think that yeah, quite quite cool. I think there's lots. I think there's there's going to be a build that everyone sort of leans towards, which I imagine is going to be three units of thirty witch elves, and then try and mine to them. But I think that the thing with the list, the thing with the book, is that. It, it all works in tandem with each other so nicely that you could have there's lots of builds. I don't see any sort of like stand spammy, you know, armies there. No, that's what I quite like. You can you, they're all much of a muchness, but the, the synergies still work. So for me, like I know you said oh you could take three as a thirty witch elves and mine raise them and do all the rest of it and I'm like, well, you could just take twenty snakes and mine raise them and that's that's way better. Yeah. That cool new model, less model count as well. Yeah, um, uh, yeah. I think the snakes do do the job that the witch elves do just as well, essentially. You know? I think you um, end up with you end up with extra rend, don't you? And you end up with more yeah. wound output, and they're more survivable. So it's like you kind of you get less wounds, but you get better quality attacks. And for me, like one of the things in Age of Sigma that winds me up is rolling lots of dice for not a lot. 
Yeah. Um, so I I kind of lean more towards the less models to paint, roll less dice, do more. It's kind of my. Yeah. I've, and so and there's like something said, in the army for me, you know. Yeah, I think as well, like you know, that one that you can rely so heavily on a spell, and that one turn it doesn't go off. You're like, great. Yeah. And, um, whereas Rend one's still good. Yeah. With the with the sisters and stuff, so it's not like you go in there and you go right. I'm gonna just bounce now. You know. I mean, yeah. You go up against the Starlake and it'll just bounce, but you know when you get all you need to do is get that that storm and get the Ren two damage two, and it's going to take a couple. Of even against the Starlake because they've got the grasp attack that on a four, they take a mortal wound, and then you get to reroll to hit if you're in that Hagnar. If yeah. you're in the third battle round, so basically you go, well, I'm re-rolling to hit on a four plus, you take a mortal wound. So a four up re-rollable is basically the same as as like a it's basically like a sixty, seventy five percent chance, isn't it? So it's you know yeah. every dice you roll. So if you roll, I don't know, twenty dice, then you should do fifteen mortal wounds. Um, yeah, obviously extreme example because you probably won't get that many round the the model itself, but. Do you know what I mean? Like it's actually when you think about the maths, you start actually thinking about it. It's actually, it's actually the more I think about it, the more I think it's viable. Yeah. The um, yeah, no, I think you're you're right, and you know, and if you got swamped by hordes, you've got the blood rack Medusa, so you can be like going, oh, here's my, here's my stare that my blood rack shine, yes. which is nestled in the snake, the snake nest, you know, yeah. like wrapped wrapped in serpents. Um, yeah. Plus, it's cool. Yes, it's awesome. And, and you could use the harpies for your range rather than taking the sisters with bows. Yeah. So you could drop harpies down to to to, to snipe stuff out. Um, yeah. Mm, very cool. You talked yourself into an army, though, Rick. No, I'm not doing it. <laughs> so should we talk about battalions? We haven't mentioned yeah. those. Yeah, we've got a bit carried away and then jumped ahead, didn't we? But yeah, it's really so good. I'll skip the big one because no one cares. Um, yeah. Cauldron Guard. So it's one hag, two units of witch elves, two units of life takers. So fairly standard units you'll take anyway. So it's add one to run and charge rolls for this battalion. Which I quite like that because that basically means you're not going to fail a charge if you're free away. Um, You know, it's also nice because you get to deploy quite a lot of your army in one drop. And gives yeah. you obviously access to a artifact, so it's it's always good. Um, so the that formation cauldron guard is only a hundred points. Yeah. So you pay a hundred points to drop your four units of, of stuff into one deployment and get an extra thing, and you get plus one to run and charge. So quite like that. I say it's do doable that one. I think. Ooh. You have the slaughter troop. So it's a Slaughter Queen, two units of Sisters of Slaughter, and two units of Kinari Heart Renders. And the Heart Renders are the combat ones, I think. Uh, heart Renders are Life Takers of the Shoot, isn't it, I think? Yeah. So this, again, they get Gladiatorial Acrobatics. Um, they can retreat and still shoot and charge in the same turn. <coughs> so not so useful, because the Sisters get to pile in anyway. So... yeah. Um, not brilliant. Uh, and that one is Slaughter Troop comes in at 80 points. So, But again, yes, it's a lot of your army you can drop. 
Oh, sorry, I thought we jumped to the thing. Yeah, it is another thing that you can drop, yeah. I agree. Um, the next one, I think, is uh, what you take in your army, Ross. Yeah, Temple Nest. So yeah. we talked about the Nest of Snakes. So you have a Blood Rack Medusa, so that's a keyword bold, so that could be the Blood Rack Shrine. Uh, two units yeah. of Blood Stalkers, two units of Blood Sisters, Happy Days. Lethal Transfixation. Each time your opponent makes a hit roll of one, uh, in the combat phase, the attacking unit suffers a mortal wound. So I really like that. I think that's yeah. super good. Um, yeah. I'm going to be doing a snake army. Why did I talk about this? <laughs> <coughs> I hate it. 80 points. Oh, that's so cheap. Yes, you're going to be doing a snake army. Yeah. Well, and you're not having those models now, mate. No, sorry, I'm kidding. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so, um, but that's really cool, isn't that's, it? That's, that's cool, right? Yeah, so that's four four units in a hero down. Um, every time you roll a one to hit them in combat, you you take a mortal wound. Yeah, that's pretty good. Yeah, I quite like that. <laughs> you imagine like a horde going in that rolls loads yeah. of dice, and you're like, oh, oh witch elves, for example. Yeah, <laughs> you're like, how many ones did you roll? <laughs> You have to do the maths in a minute, see what the list looks like. Yeah, I have to write a list out. I reckon you could do it. I mean, you could yeah. you could play around that core that core nest. I like the fact it's called a nest as well. I don't know why. It's yeah. just the um, shadow patrol. Two units of doomfire warlocks. Two units of any harpy types. Um, this one I've actually played against this in the playtest. It was horrific. Um, so they've got the ability shadow path once per battle round. Instead of moving in the movement phase, one unit from this battalion that is more than free from enemy can move along the shadow paths. Remove it from the battlefield, select anywhere on the table more than nine from enemy. This is the move. So for me, this was um, this is like this was quite horrific, horrific when I played it, but it has changed since then because it was a bit too good. And it is 120 points, so quite reasonable. And you can teleport unit around. They've all got shooting attacks if you take the harpies with the, the range weapons. So pretty good. Um, yeah, yeah, quite like that. And oh. next one's a bit interesting. Yeah. So it's a slaughter queen, two units of witch elves, one unit of harpies, one unit of stalkers, two units of liberators, one unit of prosecutors, and one unit of judicators. And it's the shadow hammer compact. So on this, in your hero phase, choose one daughter's a cane unit and one stormcast eternal unit that are within six of each other. Both units can either make a normal move, shoot. Or pile in an attack. Both units must perform the same action. Um, if only one of the units is going to perform the action you choose, um, then the other unit does nothing. So, pretty cool though. Quite like that. Yeah. Um, <coughs> and it's really cheap as well. It's 80 points. I mean, I know you're taking a lot of random units, but for 80 points, that that's, that's a big army you drop down in one, yeah? Yeah. Because he must have actually considering taking that. So that's all. That's all the. Uh, that's all the formations done. Yeah. So pretty exciting. I'm quite looking forward oh. to seeing these on the table. I must admit. So it's um, yeah. I think that we're, we're see. I think the the. I think we it'll be a couple of the the, the lucky people that have got a lot of models already done, like you know your Paul Buckler and stuff that had 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 the had been playing this army before. We'll just get to do all the cool new stuff. Um, I think it'll take a little bit of time for us to see the 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 full 
you know, it's kind of like when Zinch come out, see what, yeah. what where it lies, you know. Because or, or just to just, be one of the cool kids and, and go, well, I don't care that I don't have loads of witch house painted. I'm going to buy a load of snakes. I've just done a quick sort of like adding up to see what you can get yeah. in the army, uh, just quickly. Um, so you can take uh, a, the Blood Rat Reducer, uh, sorry, the Blood Rat Shrine, mm-hmm. uh, two Medusa on foot, um, a unit of 20 um, Fighty Sisters, um, a unit, and then two units of, of, of fives, because one of those would have to be outside of the formation, and then two units of Shooty Sisters. Um, and that comes to a uh, one hundred and sixty uh, one thousand six hundred and sixty points. So I would take the formation, the blood rack yeah. shrine, two yeah. units of twenty um, combat ones. The, the, the four right here. So oh, I've just messed up my maths. Hang on. So um, what is that? Four eighty, isn't it? Yeah. Plus a two twenty. Did this on the fly, so you can hear my keyboard clicking. But who cares? Yeah. Um, plus the shooting guys are what are they 160? 160. And the formation's 80, right? Yeah. So it's 1,580. Then you add in two, um, two priests for the sippy cup buffing. Yeah. It's 300 points left. Yeah. For whatever you want. What you battle line, don't you? Um, so 30 witch elves yeah, or 30 sisters. Yeah, Yeah. Uh, you've got 300 points left, Um, so you could even take another unit of um, uh, Snakeys for 140, just to fill out your battle line, and then I would suggest going with um, two units of Harpies, Yeah, 2,000 points. So that's two units of 20 Snakes, two units of five Snakes with Bows, a unit of five Snakes with Glaives, Bloodrack Shrine... Two um, sippy cup hags and two units of canary harpies. Yeah, two thousand points on the nose with the formation. Yeah, that's cool. Yeah, and then you can put those in the um, the the temple. What did we say it was? Hagnar. Is that the yeah. one? And then give the um, artifact to the shrine. Um, because uh, you'd end up with three, wouldn't you? Uh, two two artifacts. One trait you yeah. have to take. So you've got two artifacts. So you'd give one to one relic of Cain. Um, so probably the re-roll, the prayer. Yeah. Um, Would you? I don't think you'd take. You got two sisters. You take two prayers, two hags. You take two prayers, wouldn't you? So you'd take the explodey one, wouldn't you? Yeah, so I'd take the exploding prayer and yeah. the um, where's the other one? Reroll fanatical faith spell. Yes, because your fanatical faith is a five up, so it's rerolling that. Yeah. So it's a five up rerollable ward save. Um, yeah. So I would definitely take that. Um, yeah. Yeah, that that's cool for sure. Um, or yeah. roll a dice on a five or six. The attacking units have a mortal wound, so each time model through slain, probably not take that because you've got a low model count. So yeah, definitely the those two prayers. I mean, you could take the artifact give you more prayers if you wanted another one. So that's an option. Yeah. Um, in terms of Laura Shadow, obviously you take Mind Razor because you only get one spell. 
Yeah, and it sits on top of the the, the Medusa Shrine, yeah. so it's got. You give it the plus one armor save, minus one to hit as well. Uh, yeah, one or the other. Yeah, so you, yeah, can't... you can get both. Can you? You can get both. Yeah, yeah. How? Because uh, one of them's an ability, and the other one's. Uh, yeah, but you've got else. to take the command trait that for the formation. Uh, I... That's the command trait, though, isn't it? Not a com- oh, is it is it command trait, not command ability? Yeah, command trait. Yeah. Oh, it, it, well, I thought it was a command trait. Let me just check that. Uh, it's command trait, yeah. So you you just get an artifact. So the artifact, artifact would be, um, uh, yeah, plus one armor save. Or yeah. the amulet. Every time you take an enemy spell wound, probably not that one. Probably plus one armor save. Because um, the blood right shrine's not as good armor save as the cold mm. one. So it's a. Actually, no, it's exactly the same. Yeah, it's a five yeah, up. yeah, comes a four. And to be honest, it's got a five up uh, ignore save because it's it's within range of yeah. your general. So those two units so, yeah, of twenty snakes, up. and you've still got quite a bit of shooting because you've got the two units of five snakes with bows, and you've got the two uh, harpy units. So it's enough yeah. shooting to harass or take stuff out, and you've got quite a bit of mortal wound output. Uh, plus, your army's yeah. fairly low drop because your army's going to be. What would be one drop for the formation, and then you've got out of the formation. Yeah, you've oh, just is there one where she allows you to take extra stuff in that formation? Is that a temple nest? Sorry, I've done this all on the fly, getting live yeah. army this <laughs> building on the. Uh, so you, ah, <laughs> uh, if you took the cauldron guard, which we're not. Um, oh, temple nest for Calibron. Uh, can include two additional Medusa units, so you could actually make it bigger. That's minus one to hit from shooting, um, and you can um, teleport units around. So you could take Calibron. I pref- I actually prefer Hagnar, I think. So, um, but yeah, because you can re-roll hit rolls of one, any failed hit rolls as well, so that they don't. That's kind of decent, and the sippy cups mean you re-roll to wound. So you re-roll into hit, re-roll into wound, immune to battle shock. Um, with the prayers, five up, five up, ignore save, five up armor save. Um, yeah, decent. I think that would be a fairly good army. Yeah, it'd be fun to paint, fun to play. I think. Yeah, and no Marathian sight. It'd be yeah. how many snakes would you have to paint? Uh, Two units of twenty, so that's forty, forty, fifty-five snakes. Yeah, and a Medusae on the shrine, and two hags, uh, and two units of five harpies. You'd get the yeah. You'd have to you get the hag. That's actually pretty doable because you get the you get the hag with the Medusae yeah. kit. So you just need one extra hag. Um, yeah, and the, and the harpies. harpies. Be quite a cool mm. army, wouldn't it? Yeah, I think it looked thematically it'd look amazing. I mean, Fifty five like, snakes on the table would look pretty badass, wouldn't it? You'd have like a striking colour scheme with sort of like some really cool sort of like basing, almost like it was like they were coming through I don't know, like a swamp or something. It'd look amazing. Yeah. I like the idea of it like almost like like pale ruins, a bit like they've done on the studio. It's a bit like the it's because of that Greek ruin, like that sort of stone, you know, sort yeah. of marble. Um Yeah, that's cool. There you go. There's an army list for you. Um if anyone wants to put it on the table and see how it goes, that would be awesome. But, 
Yeah, for me, the the hordes of witch elves, although they're cool, I wouldn't want to paint ninety of them. So having the option to do the the others um, is is appealing. I mean, you could still put Marathi in the army. You just you just snake her up almost instantly. Um, yeah. Um, and she wouldn't be a general, which is a bit weird. But then she doesn't have a command ability in snake form anyway. So, um, so she's four eighty. So if you if you rejig some of the stuff in your army, you could you could put her in quite comfortably. Um, you'd only have one big unit of snakes probably, and you you might even put one of the bow units up to a higher level, um, and and play a bit more of a defensive game. Um, don't know, but there you go. There's some food for thought anyway. Oh. So, um, Daughters of Cain, that's our initial thoughts, I guess we should say. Um, yeah. So, I think they're pretty cool. Models are nice. Book's quite interesting. There's enough units in there to keep keep me kind of interested, I think. Um, and you're going to be playing with them, aren't you, Les? So, we'll probably talk about these quite a bit in the future. Yeah, that's the plan. Uh, the plan is to get them done, whatever I can get them done. It's just I've got so much... They're just so many. It's such a high model count army for for me to have the options. I think the problem is is that because when I had the Sylvanef army and the Stormcast army, I had all the options available to me. So I kind of want all, all the options available to me again. So that means thirty witch elves with additional hand weapons, thirty sisters, and thirty witch elves with bucklers. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Now you got to pay yeah, so, fifty five snakes as well. Yeah, no. Just so I can borrow snakes. it when you're bored of them. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, yeah. I do like the idea of having. I, I wasn't particularly sold on the, like I said, I know I said earlier on on the, the combat snake ladies, um, but I'm a bit more like I really like the idea of having like a big unit of twenty of them. So I think I'll probably do a unit of twenty of those, yeah, just to be able to have, you know, just to be able to mix it up a bit because I think that it's just it'll be handy to have the fast moving. They, you know, they provide a punch. You know, maybe bin out a witch off unit and just put a hundred point witch off unit in there and then substitute that and put the. The, the bigger sisters in and rejig it. Um, yeah, yeah, definitely. But yeah, just, yeah, I just, I, I just really like it. I think you know the book. Um, the initially when I looked at the book, uh, you know, when we were playtesting, it was, it just felt a complete package almost. There's just everything seemed to work in it. There, there, there's so many options. I mean, we literally just come up with a completely different list on the fly. Then, yeah, like, that's that wasn't practical or anything, and it was, and it it felt like it would could be competitive still, which is yeah, I think so. I mean, yeah. it's balanced. I mean, at the end of the day, you've got combat, you've got shooting, you've got magic, you've got more wound output. Yeah, you've got uh, rend, you've got you know, it, you've got speed, um, you've got immune to battle shot, you've got you know, you've got enough heroes. It's you know, it's these sort of things you. You, you go have I ticked all the boxes and you, it does. Um, we haven't talked about allies, have we? So no, no, we haven't. Just just quickly, so we go for the allies. So obviously, Stormcast Eternals. Um, yeah. Then you've got Darkling Covens, uh, Order Serpentis, Scourge Privateers, and Shadow Blades. And yeah. Igenef Deepkin. Oh. I wonder what they are. Right, I think that'll yeah. wrap it up for this show. Um, so. <laughs> Thanks for listening, and um, <laughs> uh, we'll be back soon. Um, and just for people who've sat through the show, uh, for a heads up, uh, Facehammer GT 2018 weekend is the 22nd and 23rd of September at the Element Games Northwest Gaming Centre. So thanks for listening. Thanks for sitting through that show. Uh, love to hear your thoughts on Snake Lists if you're uh, going to be playing those. And um, hopefully we'll see you guys at Facehammer GT 2018. Take it easy, guys. Cheers. All right. See you later. To make sure you don't miss out on any more Hammer to Your Face, 
subscribe to us on iTunes, add our RSS feed to your reader, and follow us on Twitter at facehammer underscore. We hope you enjoyed the show. If you'd like to give us some feedback, we'd love to hear from you. Thanks for listening.